7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Those are my testicles. The bad smell that's the, the gilded testicles of Duncan McCush. Yeah. That's that's the name of my autobiography. It's coming out next year. <laughs> already already predicting it to be a number one on the New York bestsellers list. So there we go. I've had a couple of beverages, so I'm I'm feeling loosey goosey because this will be the first drink I've had in about three weeks. Oh well, cheers to you, sir. Yeah, I found um do you guys have absolute vodka over there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I love Absolute, right? I'm a big fan of... I'm one of these guys that's kind of predisposed to think that Russia isn't the best provider of vodka, which is a controversial statement, considering that's the home um, of vodka. I think, personally, that it's the Scandinavian group of countries that tend to do it best, so specifically Finland and Sweden, and Absolute being uh, a Swedish brand, they, they have a lot of really nice, different kinds of vodkas, but they've just created like a like a blended range and um they they just launched one called uh, it's basically apple juice but uh, so i'm having that just now with some uh, diet seven up because i'm a fucking heathen um <laughs> and it, it tastes like it, it tastes a bit too much like um right, i'll get the terminology right soda uh because i want to say juice but that means something different over there um and yeah it goes down really easy so i'm now this is my last one, and I'm not having it anymore because this will undo the, the weeks and weeks of hard work that I put in trying to shift the bulk 
like smoke. All about that, Jim. I'm loving it. He's in there. He's in there trying to graft his Thor body. Yeah. Sun's out, guns out. He's also he's also about 25 years too late for spring bake, but he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> I keep getting older, and <laughs> <laughs> and that is all. Um, so... uh, that's a better analogy. I was picturing the part in uh, some like it hot when Marilyn Monroe walks by and all the old creepy dudes lean over and fall out of their rocking chairs. <laughs> oh dear. So I, I reckon what, I, see, we're being cautious here, right? We're being cautious and booked a little bit extra time, started half an hour earlier than planned, because Dern really thinks we're going to get into the old political thing. And I say, we shun that. We don't talk about politics at all. We do an in-depth review of the movie, like the nuance, the beats. I'm, I'm only joking. I think we should just talk about politics. <laughs> I wasn't Nothing sure if we politics. were going to talk about the movie at all, but it's good to have a starting point. It's a movie that has been talked about by everyone. So as long as we talk about that scene of did we see her fanny or did we not see her fanny, um, I think we're good because that's all anyone's really interested about in this movie. So I think so. By fanny, I mean vagina and not the American (laughs) fanny. We definitely see her American fanny. I believe her Scottish fanny is covered up with a... Her her American fanny is exquisite. (laughs) (laughs) They showed that shot of her ass. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Leia Quigley that, was on point. Yep, that ass has to have but, lots of S's and an X, and you know, kind of maybe, maybe a Y. Her UK fanny, what's, what was the deal with that? Uh, it's like there's like plastic there or, or some yeah, shit. They did, um, I don't think it was a mold of her. But yeah, they made like oh, a little. The fact that we're referring it to the uh, as a UK fanny—that's that's made my, <laughs> that's made my year. <laughs> yeah, there's there is like a mold or something over it. Yeah, it's like a a latex, uh, just a it's like a latex merkin basically. Because I think they were in trouble with the ratings if they didn't cover some stuff up. I, I do believe on a previous record many moons ago uh, of the Midnight Horror Show, Mark Ball claimed that he could make it out on his VHS, which just made everyone laugh because you can make fuck all out on VHS. <laughs> uh, but he was convinced. He's like, no, no, you can totally see it on the VHS. I'm like, yeah, that's not right, Mark. <laughs> High <laughs> def would give it up. Enhance. 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 Just print the damn thing. As a case of seeing what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as clear as those 1990s zoom and enhance technology that they used in movies. <laughs> yeah, which never... <laughs> like, no, it's right like, there! <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, what's the uh, Snipes movie? Snipes Connery? Oh, Rise of the Sun. Ah, zoom and enhance, and it creates a whole new perfect picture. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I, I love it, though. It's kind of like, like the way that um, a movie like Hackers predicts how you would hack into a computer which is not right either you don't just fly through servers that are all big neon structures that's not that's not what happens <laughs> it's some it's some sweaty cheeto faced fucker sitting in a room somewhere probably a basement um tapping a bunch of keys without any pretty lights at all yeah <laughs> it's, it's more accurate in war games whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> we were saying to you whoa something has just been said on this show oh. that cannot be taken back <laughs> you've never seen hackers no, but I I bet what? it'd be amazingly fun to watch it now <laughs> with all, is the, all one the, of the glaring movies of the technology years. It's oh. one of the greatest movies. I'm not I'm not even being sarcastic here. 
Hackers is one of the greatest movies of the 90s. It's incredible. (laughs) It's a snapshot of 1990s America, too. Like the five months that rollerblades were popular. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, When everyone was calling themselves by their hacker handle. Uh (laughs) Zero cool and ice Zero cool, man. Yeah, I love that. The Plague, that was always my favorite. Fisher. Fisher Um, Stevens. Fisher Stevens, that's right. (laughs) Call me the Uh, Plague. plague. Lorraine Bracco. It's all about, 100% all about that Angelina Jolie with that boy haircut, but she would get... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Angelina Jolie. This makes me want to go back and watch The Net. Oh, The Net's not... no. With Sandy. See when I'm I'm sitting there going like that, Hackers is one of the greatest movies in the 1990s. I can't say that about the net. The net is one of the worst movies. About it, but it just that's a fest. Like Sandra Bullock looks cute, but that movie is shit. Yeah, I I can watch two hours of ninety Sandra Bullock do about anything though. <laughs> I think I think I know we're saying New Jack City should be on the docket at some point, but I almost think that Hackers takes precedent. I I think it might have to. I might have to pull rank and uh... corporate greed. Corporate greed is what it's all about in that movie. Just keep pushing Wesley to the side. Oh, I'm so scared. What, you guys don't have sarcasm anymore? Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, I think, I think, this is this is how I see it. This is how I, not that I'm trying to take over Darren's show. Secretly trying to take over. <laughs> right. This is I, how I see it. I need your I, kind of ratings. I'll take your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we have, every couple of months we come back, we actually like program it in. We come back and we do shit, right? So this one comes out in July. I think we reconvene end of September, beginning of October, right? And we slide out some hackers, right? <laughs> hackers right there. And then we reconvene December and we do New Jack City for Christmas. Because oh. it's the greatest of all Christmas movies. <laughs> That's a plan and a half. And let's just Christmas, do it. Let's I just say I'm... we're going to do it and then let's just do it. Instead of doing what we did the last time, which is like, yeah, we should totally do New Jack City. Yeah, I've set it up. I've given it to you, Darren. This is now your ball. You can run with it. I'm sure that's what they do in sports. I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> and, now, and now you can you come back and get it booked in late September for Hackers and then early December for New Jack City. And that's us done. I'll probably leave this part in so people can hold us accountable. <laughs> so people can see whatever happened to that show that Duncan sounds so confident about doing. You've really not seen Hackers? I can't no, I, I, I just I just never had the desire, really. Okay. I almost went blind watching that movie. I must have been <laughs> it, it seems It seems super yeah. ridiculous. I mean... As... As... We didn't think it at the time. <laughs> I was like, at the time this I was like, computers future. are cool. Computers can be used for good and evil. Um, and then I, like one year later after watching Hackers, I was like, no, computers are used for porn. <laughs> uh, now I happen to know for a fact that you, Rob, check your portfolio and trade stocks online. That's correct. And Brian, you buy things on Amazon.com. Sure. And Gary, you... Keep selling your possessions on eBay. Yes, I do. And Princeton, you sent me that sweet online birthday card. True. Oh, but Kate, what you think he do after? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's a great plan. Late September. Yeah, there's a sweet, um, I think was it Shout Factory put out like a sweet 
20 year anniversary edition that I've been meaning to pre-order. Well, when I say pre-order, order to the UK because uh, apparently Americans like that movie better than the Brits or we would have our own 4K restoration or something, which is... <laughs> yeah. can get a, I can get two different 4K restorations of Rawhead Rex, so no 4K uh, hackers. This has uh, Matthew Lillard is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah man. What, is, what happened with that guy? What happened what to him? He was in he, Twin he Peaks. Made, uh, like the new one? Yeah. yeah uh, and he was in a movie called Scream. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, well, okay. Well, he was in Scream and Hackers and 13 Ghosts all about the same yeah. time. Summer yeah. Catch, the baseball oh, movie with uh, What's-His-Face and Jess, uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. I thought you were about to see Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a baseball movie I want to watch. He, he didn't make it to third base. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> what comes to mind, Mean Gene? Something you ought to look at. George Orwell's 1984 Big Brother's but Watching. But coming up, Big Brother, Big yeah. Brother's Watching, and I know for a fact somebody ought to be watching you, and you can get in a lot of trouble. But now... Owen Hart was an inside job, McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we start early. <laughs> this is why... It's getting, getting too close to the McMahon conspiracy. I don't know what it's like. Because of that, cut the cord. Cut the cord. (laughs) Operation from the top turnbuckle is a go. Um, That's in bad taste. That's not nice. Poor (laughs) one. In fairness, people were calling him a nugget up until that point in WWE. And I'm just going to say, for shame, WWE fans. For shame. I'd say you sober (laughs) a conversation up real fucking fast. Matthew Lillard, to bring it back a little bit, has probably just been living off his Scooby-Doo residuals. Oh yes, yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's doing all right. His Twin Peaks performance was kind of amazing. Uh, I kind of wish they'd used a bit more of him. Um, but yeah, he's um he's phenomenal in Hackers. I actually think he's better in Hackers than he is in Scream, and that is controversial. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he does a bit more range. I think in yeah. Hackers spandex. It's a privilege, not a right. Well, he was serial killer with a C, right? That's right. That's what makes him amazing. Serial killer with a C. <laughs> Because we were killing the nineties. There was was Angela Bassett in Hackers. No, no. What am I thinking of that she was in? A lot of stuff. I mean, she was in Black Panther at least one season of American Horror Story. She'd been in about two or three uh, American Horror Stories. She was in Vampire in Brooklyn, was she not? Oh, Strange Days is Mm -hmm. what I was thinking of. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood's where I'm getting muddled up. It's not fucking New Jack City. But she was in uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Malcolm X. Yeah. But Strange uh, Days is what I was thinking of. I was getting that mixed up with Hackers. There is VR in Strange Days. It's been so long since I've seen that. It took me a minute. I was like, is that one of those apocalypse movies? Can't do VR since Lawnmower Man, to be honest. That's the pinnacle of VR technology in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Lawnmower Man. Was Fuck the Matrix. Sorry. What about Ghost in the Machine, man? Have you seen Ghost in <laughs> the Machine? Yes. Is that where there's like a goblin guy? Well, Claudio 7A. <laughs> Or maybe his brain scan. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking of. <laughs> Ghost in the we Machine. Went off. <laughs> we went off. We went off. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost in the Machine's another one of those serial killer makes his way into the interwebs. And, yeah. you know, killing people with toasters and swimming pool covers. <laughs> and the kid, I remember the kids bribed their babysitter to show them her bra. 
kind of weird fucking pedophilic movie is this? The only kind you get in the 90s. Love the 90s. I think it was... <laughs> what. <laughs> I think one of the kid, the kid's friend was a fool from hearkening back to our last episode, People Under the Stairs. Oh, of course. Of course. Phil's at that awkward age where he's, he's uh, what was it, uh, too old for the titty and too young for the ass. <laughs> the wise words of Ving Rhames. But Return but of the like, Living we, Dead. We have to have, we have, no, we have, no, fuck that movie. We have to have these tangents at the start. We have to have like a full half an hour where we barely remember movies and the people that listen to the show that know the names of the movies scream at their devices in frustration. <laughs> that right there is a good time. Revenge of the Living Zombies. Um... <laughs> guys doing I, I, I obviously when i say that i'm secretly trying to pry for information from smoke because me and darren recently talked about another west craven movie even though we've dropped two into this beginning segment here how are you doing smoke it has been a whole recording since uh since i spoke to you last are you doing well i've uh, been melting a lot lately in this, <laughs> in do you have one of those hillbilly air conditioners set up what oh well actually a wet yes. rag and a like, window fan <laughs> well Close to that. Yeah, go for uh, a running around a wheel. The, the central air air is busted, and neither me nor my roommate seem to care. You know, care. <laughs> well, we care, but care, but neither one of us wants to uh, go about go about actually getting it fixed. If only your aircon could be powered by the power of complaining about hot, how hot it was. <laughs> uh, it, it would be it would be freezing in here. <laughs> Set up one of those mini turbines. Did you see that um, they're doing a test run of these turbines that they're setting up on the freeway that traffic makes them spin and creates energy? Oh. I forget where the test uh, place is. Probably not America, but... Yeah, I was about to say, how the fuck did Trump let that get through? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait one second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait one second here. We're talking about generating power from other things. Although, in, in fairness, it has still been generated by vehicles powered by petroleum products. So, right. It all comes Off back to dinosaur bones. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, I'm still getting my uh, tax rebate for having solar panels on my house. So, he hasn't got to that yet. Give him time. Not, he's not even been in, what, two years yet? 17 months. 17 months? He's still got time to hit that. Mm-hmm. So, that we're, what we're giving them. We're giving them exemptions for using the sun. Fuck that. <laughs> Not on my watch. Scratch that out. Executive order time. Here we go. Right, everyone smile. I'll hold it up like a fanny. UK fanny. <laughs> I know I said jobs, and I know that uh, solar has about 300,000 jobs in America, but let's back coal. Coal. Coal for the win. It's, it's like, you know what it's like? This is how I see Trump. And I promised I wouldn't do this, but this is how I kind of see Trump's presidency thus far when it comes to backing things rightly um i think what he does is very very similar to remember like the format wars and then basically it was porn that decided that everyone should go with dvd and not laser disc <laughs> yeah. that's kind that's kind of that's kind of what's happening right now with trump he's like that i could go with solar everyone really likes this idea of solar or i could back coal and coal is essentially the dvd Against laser, uh, laser disc. Laser disc was so much cooler, and instead we got DVD, uh, and that's what he's doing with Cole right now. He's back in the wrong horse, and we will all be forced to follow it right over the edge. Well, the good thing is trade wars are fun and easy to win. Yeah, we'll see how that works for you. By the way, <laughs> I've already switched to vodka. Fuck bourbon. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard that that uh that went into effect 
this week, right? Yeah, it went into effect on Friday. So we're, we're uh, the, the EU is countering tariffs by uh, levying some, some hefty tariffs themselves on, wouldn't you believe it, and I, one would call this a coincidence, I would call this one of those, you know, one of those weird little circumstances that happens, well, no, I would call it a coincidence, um, that the EU is targeting products that are manufactured grossly um, in US states that voted for Trump. Yeah, I mean... How weird I... is that? <laughs> How weird is that? It's almost as if they know. <laughs> somebody, I forget who it was, somebody from the EU said they should go more direct and target Trump businesses. Oh, I thought you meant that we should go more di- direct and pay the jackal to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> I powered air rifle from a distance. Um, yeah, so uh, that's going to be fun. It means that all my favorite alcohol is now going to be more expensive, which is forcing me to shift. Now, I am lucky. A lot of people are not lucky, right, Darren? A lot of people are not lucky. The reason I am lucky is I am Scottish, which means if it has an alcoholic content, regardless of what it is, we will drink it. <laughs> I'm not happy about it because bourbon's my, my, my poison of choice. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're hitting that. I think Harley Davidson, which I don't think has a massive impact, unless I'm wrong, unless everyone's rocking Harleys in Europe and Sons of Anarchy was a much bigger show over here than I thought it was. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's been hit, and I can't remember what else. But yeah, there's this is the first ring of um, of counter tariffs, and that's only going to get worse as time goes mm-hmm. on because I don't think Trump's the sort of guy that likes to admit he's wrong. <laughs> no, I think no. What he'll do is say, "You're going to tariff us? How dare you? Right, we're going to tariff this, and then it's just going to keep going, and then it'll eventually be that these conversations that we have ahead of our September hackers recording will cost us. So. All of these tariffs and counter tariffs are all just—it uh, only just hurts the—it hurts people. It doesn't hurt doesn't hurt the politicians or the Ew. bureaucrats. Oh no! no. Of course not. Um, his uh, was it Wilbur Ross? I think it's hard to keep track of all the shitty people in his cabinet. But somebody in his cabinet <laughs> that knows about all the trade decisions and everything did a short sell of stock in a business that he knew was going to be hurt by tariffs that w- weren't announced God. yet. Motherfucker! Honestly, these—that's called insider trading. Yeah, this is this is like, and I—I'm not right. I don't believe in capital punishment. I don't. I do believe though that it is not wrong to burn these fuckers at the stake. Just saying. <laughs> um, you know, how did how did you know about this ahead of it? Oh, you claim you didn't have insider trading. That's clearly witchcraft. Burn them. Well, and uh, I know in the U.S. Congress is completely exempt. I don't know about anyone anyone outside of that, but Congress can just make laws and decrees and shift their money accordingly without yeah. impunity. What I object to is you automatically treat me like an inferior. Well, I am king. Oh, king, eh? Very nice. And how do you get that, eh? By exploiting the workers, by hanging on to outdated imperialist dogma which perpetuates the economic and social differences in our society. If there's ever going to be any progress... Yeah, there's got... some lovely filth down here. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. You heard uh, Rand Paul's neighbor that punched him in the face got extra punishment for attacking a member of Congress, even though it was just a neighbor punching a neighbor in the face. Yeah, that's, I, that's yeah. some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I would say, though, once again, not defending anyone here or punishment. People should not be going around punching people in the face, regardless how much they annoy you or regardless <laughs> how bad they are and the way they vote. Violence never solves anything. I, I, I'm kind of this advocate for... Like, I don't like conservatives in my country. I hate like right-wing politicians. I don't like them. I think that they're very narrow-minded, very close-minded to the, open, uh, to the outside world. And they don't have what I would say is Scotland's best interest at heart, right? But you know how you counter that? Peaceful protest, not punching people in the face. Assault solves nothing. Well, it, it would translate also, but this wasn't a political dispute. It was a property dispute. <laughs> so it was like, life. you trashed my yard, you dick. See, well, this is like, that's not, all. does he not know that Rand Paul is a libertarian? <laughs> I, would not, libertarian. I would not say Rand Paul is a libertarian. I'd, I would, would say, say that Rand Paul is a bad libertarian if he's if he's encroaching on someone else's land. You know what I mean? He should be doing that. He should be looking after his own property land. rights. <laughs> I would I would say Rand Paul is probably more libertarian than most politicians, but I would not say he's a libertarian. No, I would agree with that. He's libertarian. I've been doing some research, buddies. I've been doing some research since the last time because I feared on our last recording that maybe I was less socialist and more libertarian. And I, my, my, my concern was that smoke was slowly starting to convert me by <laughs> saying certain things that I was finding it difficult to argue against. Right. And that's how you get me when it's difficult for me to argue a point against, I start to think maybe I'm wrong. Um, and what I've come to the conclusion is, as oxymoronic as it actually sounds, I think I'm a left leaning libertarian. I didn't think you could have one. I believe in a lot of the principles uh, of, you know, like kind of smaller government in a lot of respects and kind of leaving people to their own business, etc. However, I do believe there is a time and a place that the state should step in, specifically in things like healthcare. So it's weird. I'm kind of like, I'm like two, I'm like, I'm at like the yin and yang combined, like the two poles facing off against each other. <laughs> and that is a... Uh, that that suppose as in north and south and nothing to do with the polish people with whom i love so uh yeah weirdly enough i think i'm slowly because had we had we put our cards down on the table at the start of recording Dern's first episode of the psychosemantic podcast where we featured on i would have said that i was socialist um and turns out i'm maybe not as socialist as i thought i was so there we go the more you know Hopefully I'll remember to put in the uh, the more you know sound clip in there. If you don't, everyone else that was listening to it and screaming in frustration three minutes ago are now on their heads, so you're fine. So yeah, so let's let's talk about let's talk about babies being ripped from the arms of their parents and how apparently God has ordained this. I love that. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is a gift that keeps on giving because just when you think he is the most Bond villain esque like speech, one week. He outdoes it the following week. All he's missing is a Dr. Evil Pinky. I swear to God, the man is like... That man is not a nice guy. Like That's, that's, that's a guy that has not had like a proper, full-on, prostate-massaged orgasm. 
Because once you've had that, you're just more chill. You know what I mean? Wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago where Trump's like, yeah, fuck that guy, and he was wanting to get rid of him? What? what every other that? month. <laughs> every other month, smoke. Every other month, he's like that. But it's not for the reasons that you would think. It's, this is my favorite thing about Trump. I, I, I don't even care about it's, the reasoning. Just yeah. get rid of just the, It's not for the. It's not for the oh he's escalating the you know the war on drugs. It's not the you know he is talking about God in the same sentence as he's saying yes let's remove small children from their parents. It's because he didn't step in and stop the Mueller thing right yep. back in the day when he asked him to. When he, the bit where he didn't actually break the law for him is the bit he wants him to get rid of, not the, all the other heinous shit that he's done since. Yeah, That's it's the only so thing that he doesn't like about him. Is, the only thing he doesn't like about Jeff Sessions is that Jeff Sessions could have stopped this um, Russia probe, or whatever we want to call it now, uh, back then, and he didn't do it because he couldn't do it because it's fucking illegal! <laughs> like, I think we're finally now getting into a period where people are actually going to concentrate on an actual issue instead of Russia, Russia, Russia. Well, that's what happened, isn't it? That's what happened in the last two weeks is that people, like reporters actually started doing their fucking job um, and reporting on something really bad instead of kind of hyperventilating and um, doing a bit of kind of, well, this could be the thing that brings down the Trump presidency. (laughs) Like, over small things, like, he didn't wear sunglasses when looking at a solar eclipse. He ate you know steak I mean? with a fork <laughs> and ketchup. <laughs> now, burnt steak with the ketchup is really nasty. Right. But, yeah. in, well, in fearness, I, burnt, I agree eating a burnt that, steak but... with ketchup is impeachable, and, like, just in general. <laughs> the man should not The man should not be in the Oval Office if that's the case, right? That's just like a... That, get that guy out. I don't trust anyone that does that. But, no, like, they actually started doing their fucking job by he saying, bombed six countries. That's that's one thing. But uh, his his yeah. wife wore a wore an inappropriate shirt. Yeah, in fairness, that jacket probably. I don't know what's going on. Right, this is what I do, I kind of just think they're trolling everyone, and I don't know if they are or not. Right, see if like because she doesn't dress herself. Melania Trump does not dress herself. There are people that are paid in a PR department in the White House that makes sure that whenever she is seen in public, which recently has not been often, (laughs) uh, there's a telltale sign, Um, they ain't fucking, that's all I'm saying, Um, but (laughs) like, there's a PR department out there that stops that shit from happening, that says, where is it you're going? All right, you're going to one of these detention centres that everyone is up in arms about, 72% of the country think it's, you know, the worst thing that's happening just now, Um. You know, like, right across the board, we're polling really bad in this. We do not let you walk out wearing a, a fucking jacket that has a huge, bold, white text on the back. <laughs> I do not care. I'm just saying, whoever works in that department is fired, right? They're gone. I, I would just say that I I would personally volunteer to dress Melania Trump. <laughs> uh, I would do it for free. Do it with your tongue, I believe. Dress, undress. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's why you didn't get the job because when they asked you how you would do it, you were like that with my tongue and pinky and they were like no no that's that's the wrong answer smoke uh, <laughs> security can we get this guy out of here please uh, well trump told us via his proclamation tweets as usual the real reason behind the message on the back of that jacket 
<laughs> I, I haven't seen this yet. What did he say it was? It was her commentary on the fake news media. She has, I, I don't have it right. I remember he said it's her commentary on the fake news media and something about how she has finally realized how much they don't care about her. Uh, and it's really back. empowering. It's really empowering when you, <clears throat> you know, you're the first lady and you, you kind of pride yourself early on in the term by saying that you're going to stand up for women's rights. You get involved with this Me Too movement. Cyberbullying. Yeah, <laughs> cyberbullying and all the rest to let your husband answer why you're wearing certain clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing screams, nothing screams strength and unity amongst the female brethren like like the, than having your husband tweet about it. Um <laughs> A fucking arsehole, honestly. Fake news media. I, I've never heard anything so. It's, it's got to the stage now. Like, see when he says it now. Like, see when the first time he said it, I was like, ooh, <laughs> you can't say that. Right. Now when he says it, I, I laugh at him because it. I don't know how it pulls over there, but over here it's just as laughable. He's about. <laughs> he's he's still getting a state visit over here, which is weird, and he he doesn't understand how bad it's going to be when he lands here. If there's one thing the British people love doing, I mean, love doing is, well, two things. One is moaning, right? In fact, it's three things. Holy shit. One is moaning. The other one is moaning in a group. (laughs) And queuing. We love a good queue. We we like to queue for things and see if you can queue about moaning and moaning while you're queuing. Holy Uh, shit. You got yourself a party right there. And that's what he's going to get. There's fucking shitloads of protests planned for when he comes over. That man will not be able to go anywhere, which isn't like, I don't know, like a field somewhere where like he's in the distance. Even then, even like, he's going to have a miserable time in the UK. I don't know how he's going to... Because I'd heard he was going to skip England and just come to Scotland. <laughs> that was the idea. That's like the legitimately the worst idea you could ever do. Because there's sympathisers in, in England. There ain't no sympathizers in Scotland. We fucking hate him up here. But he Built still claims it as his partial as his partial homeland. Yeah, that's where his mother's from. Which I'm questioning the authenticity of. Well, no, I'm not actually. I'm not actually because he's a bit of a cunt, and Scots by their nature are cunts. So <laughs> that he's just the sense. wrong kind of cunt with too much power. <laughs> the, the the lineage works out here. He's just a bit of a. He's a partial cunt, and, hey. and like all other Scots are true cunts. So. And he gets the concentration camps from his German side. Yes, well, yeah. That was quite funny. Remember remember when we were joking, like, a couple of weeks ago? Well, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, last year. Remember when we were joking like that? Uh, you know, I can't believe they're comparing him to Hitler. That's like, I don't mean smoke where we're like, that's so ridiculous. It's such an asinine comment. He would never do anything like stripping children from their parents under the guise of them going for a shower. I mean, who fucking writes this shit? Who thought that was all right? His policy's not exclusively just been a Trump thing, even though he's he's prosecuting uh, the zero uh, tolerance. Prosecute yeah, everyone, separate children from their parents, and then call them unaccompanied it's, it's minors. The, that is the, the Trump. The, the, well, yeah, well, that that's a Trump policy. But, but, but the those you can uh, they would you know they would pick and choose which cases. Yes. Like I believe Obama, it was like one in five were prosecuted. But yeah, now which it's, not, it's which every... is not right either. I, right. I, 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 I'm the first one to say that's not right either. Um, but the the Republican kind of what what aboutism stance on this is 
retarded, and I know that's a word which well, the Americans don't like that. The UK well, are fine. Well, with here's it. Um, here's my take on it. If if it wasn't Trump, I don't think it would be people like Rachel Maddow is not gonna cry crocodile tears if uh, if Hillary Clinton were detaining these kids. Yeah, but I don't like. This is the first time on this show, right? that I'm going to say, I don't think Hillary Clinton would do that. And I can't believe I'm saying that because pretty much everything else that's been levied against her, I was like, that I wouldn't put it past her. But I don't think she would have done that. I, I, I genuinely don't. I, it's, I don't know. She she claims FDR is one of her heroes. She does. She does. But that doesn't like, well, listen, I, I, I claim plenty of people as my, as my I, I, right, I claim like fucking... Tommy Lee from Motley Crue is one of my heroes. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be banging three hookers and snorting coke off one of their heads <laughs> and, and you know smacking I mean? them all around. Yeah, you can give him, give him a, give him my wife hepatitis C. You know what I mean? Wink, wink, Tommy. <laughs> um, like just because you claim someone as one of your heroes doesn't mean you would enact their their. Uh, will I know. Their... I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, it was yeah. a dig at FDR. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Why not, like, what, what, what I'm saying in, in general is you, you're totally right. There's, there's, I wouldn't say there's 60 years history of this. I think Trump maybe exaggerated slightly, which is not like him, I know. Uh, <laughs> He's never, but, but never known for hyperbole. Yeah, never. Uh, but what I'm saying is, like, in general, I don't think she would have done that. I think she would have done a lot of other heinous shit because I don't think she's a nice person. And I think she's probably one of the worst candidates ever alongside Trump to, to have been put in a position that they could run for the presidency. That being said, I don't think she would have done it. So I think the kind she, of... It was actually interviews, uh, I think from 2016, where she was kind of defending these type of policies. It was yeah, 2014, that... I think. And yep. she said, we have to make it clear that you can't just guarantee that once you get across the border, you get to stay here. She didn't say... I'm going to well, lock yeah, you all just... up, and the Bible said I can. And in fairness, everyone that's ever been... you told me that government... Bible thing? I was like, there's no way that's true. It's, <laughs> and like, then... 100, like, it's the weirdest shit. Because like, I saw that, and I was like that. I'm, I'm no American, right? I don't know if you've noticed that by the accent. Uh, but I'm not an American. <laughs> but one of the things I understand quite rightly about your country is there is a clear separation between church and state. Oh, so clear. As... So very clear. It's, well, well, <laughs> it's so, so be. clear. You can't stand there and say, I'm enacting this law, right? Or I am I am supporting this law because I think God has ordained it. I'm just saying that's not right. <laughs> like, I, I just don't think... Like, God also ordains that if a woman's caught cheating on her husband, that she should be stoned to death. That would put smoke out of a whole hell of a lot of pussy, if you know what I mean, <laughs> right? So, like... Smoke would be keeping that gun locked and loaded in a case. You know what I mean? He would not be going out and sharing it about town uh, because under the threat of one of them being stoned to death. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, you can't, you, can't, you can't sit there and say that. It's absurd. And the fact that no one, when he said that, said, wait one second, excuse me, Mr. Sessions, isn't there a separation between church and state? Blows my fucking... What is happening in your country? Oh, it's like a soccer thing where there's an open goal, but everyone's a... Everyone's a hated, you know, they're all scared and afraid of kicking the ball in the net. I don't understand what's going on. Well, and another part of the problem is, I don't know, I you probably don't, but I 
almost regularly, at least once a week, I try to watch one of the Sarah Huckabee Sanders press conferences. Oh, they're amazing. She's fucking oh. amazing. She's like, actually, maybe she's I, like, I, I used to have a good chuckle at Sean Spicer because he was a guy who just did not know what the fuck was going on ever. <laughs> and it was kind of amazing. Huck is like legit, like, like I swear, Huck's got like, there's a meme that goes around where, and I think it's, um, it's Samuel L. Jackson from the movie Black Snake Moan. Where he's doing like serious face and his vest top and his weird beard and shit, <laughs> and it says thirty three percent of fatherhood is pulling this face. You know what I mean? Because it's thirty three percent is just looking disappointingly and slash angrily at your children to stop them doing shit. Um, she's got that. She's got that face, and that's how she looks all the time. Every press conference is like she's she's not only angry, disappointed, but she's also really 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 upset that you asked her that question that you're supposed to <laughs> mm-hmm. did did you see the one where she's responded to the reporter something along the lines of i've told you this before and i know you can't understand even when i use small words yeah it's a level of aggression that i just don't think but i i also think i don't like see so when you see how she started to where she is now you can obviously tell the job's getting to her there's only so much shit you can like as a human, right? Like we all we all work jobs, right? Like let's be honest, if we could if we were financially secure that we didn't have to work our jobs, we wouldn't work our jobs, right? What we would do is we would chill out, I don't know, go on vacations, do shit that made made us happy because jobs tend not to make people well Jobs tend not to be the sort of thing that makes people happy unless you really are one of these lucky, like, 5% of the world's population that enjoys the vocation that they work in, right? It's their calling and they're doing it. Most of us don't have that. Most of us have a job that we tolerate because the Benjamins at the end, and I'm using American terms here, uh, (laughs) the Benjamins at the end justify the means of going to the place that we hate and resent for what is ultimately the majority of our life. Right, the majority of our life is spent doing something we don't want to do, to get money, to do things which make up for the fact that we're doing something we don't want to do. Right now, if you add on the top of that that you are just universally hated, um, so you're you're having to do the job that you don't want to do, for the money that makes you forget that you're doing the job <laughs> that you hate to do. But while you're doing that job, everyone fucking hates you. Everyone's taking swipes at you. And you know that at least 75% of what you say on a day-to-day basis is bullshit and can be rubbish seconds after you say it. But you have to look convincing. That will wear you down. And you can tell on her face. She is... You tell like she she refused to do interviews this week. She refused to do her thing this week because she knew she was going to be battered with these comments <laughs> about you think it's okay for kids to be separated from their parents. Aren't you a mother? And at that point, she can't do... Like, so she just refused to do it. And there's all these rumours flying around that she's going to be gone by the end of the year. Um, you know, and she's saying, no, I don't know who's reporting. Gr- granted, it's CNN that's reporting that. So I'm just saying, don't believe that station. Because that's <laughs> what it's on about. But I, yeah, I think she'll be gone pretty quick and replaced by another heartless soul. And uh, some other automaton that can stand there and says, Trump is good. You bad. But that's the job of the press officer. Ladies and gentlemen, as of this afternoon, the Undersecretary for South American Affairs emphatically denies any and all intervention in the current realignment of top positions in the Paraguayan Air Force. Thank you very much. Wait, 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 wait. What about the Paraguayan Army's request for spraying subsidies? Are there any Paraguayans here? No? 
Well, of course, uh, their request for subsidies was not a uh, Paraguayan, as, as, as it were. Uh, the United States government would never have, as, if the president, our president, had not, and, and as far as I know, that's the way it'll always be. Is that clear? How can you say we aren't spending millions on spraying when the International Wheat Board has reported, and I quote, extensive contamination in the grain fields of southern Argentina? The state ever... Microphone's cutting out on us. I'm awfully sorry. However, if the... Unstate, so I must go. And if you look back to the Obama press office as well, right, it was more eloquent, but it was essentially the same sort of idea. Whenever there was anything that went against the green or against how awesome Obama was, um, the they would maybe more eloquently put the journalist in his place. Uh, Huck just doesn't have that. You know, she's just got like one tone and that grimace face, anger, rage, you bad, me good. Um, <laughs> like, see, you so guys don't know. <laughs> Would you though? Would, like, see if, like, see if you were single and you were in a bar and you'd had one too many margaritas and Huck came up to you and said, I've got a, a room in this hotel across the road. Would you? Fine. Smoke? Smoke. Smoke's already uh, got the lotion out thinking about it. <laughs> he's, he's five tugs in um, <laughs> Smoke smoke has had enough He's like, nah, these guys are talking about Huck Huck's in <laughs> I have nothing to do with that uh, But I yeah, I, I, I don't know Like, I'm a man So if she indeed has a vagina <laughs> I'm not, I'm not pigeonholing myself here uh, You know what I mean? An attractive man, an attractive woman A press secretary for the White House I'm an easy guy What I'm saying is I've had a few drinks And my inhibitions are low there <laughs> Hey, you know, it's good to know yourself. It's it's good to keep it's it's good to know yourself. It's good it's good to know three drinks and I'm anybody's, is that what you're saying? You know, uh it's it's I, I could never be like James Carvel. You know game James Carvel, right? <laughs> yes, I do, yeah, yeah. And you know his wife is like the opposite spectrum politically of him. Uh-huh. They just don't talk about politics and they get their thing on. And I've never been that guy that can separate my dick from my politics, I guess. I am like it's weird. Like we don't talk politics in my house at all because my wife has zero interest in it. I mean, she votes. She goes out and votes when it's voting day. I don't know who she votes for. I've never asked her. Uh, I know that she voted for independence, as did I in Scotland, and um, that didn't go through. Um, but I don't know who she votes for. I would never ask her who she votes for, and we just don't talk politics in the house because, like I say, zero interest. And I'm just going to say that me talking about politics in my house will not get me any action. <laughs> like she's like, it's not, it's not like I'm, I'm like that. And she's like, oh, that's right. Tell me more about the amendment to the second clause in the Road Scotland Act 1984. That's right, do it to me here on this coffee table. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it just doesn't get brought up here. I'm like, I've got, I've got, play, well, my, my co-host on my show is a politically... Mm-hmm on the opposite side of the spectrum to, to myself on pretty much everything. And we just don't talk politics, not because I'm scared that I won't get to shag him later on, but um, <laughs> there's people, you know, because, that you just have other common interests. And that's it. I, like, I don't think, I, I think in today's climate is very difficult to separate that. Um, in the UK, it's very much about, you know, were, were you, are, are you a Brexiteer or are you a Remainer? And, that conversation has been going on now since Trump got in. 
And we'll continue to go on until next March when the UK finally exits the EU. Much to my dismay, because I, I think it's probably one of the worst political decisions that's ever been made. Um, and I'm including Trump in that as well. I think it's the, the, one of the worst decisions that's ever come out of this country. And we'll amount to probably 10 years of economic decline um, on a scale which people in Britain will not understand and they'll not have the immigration that they have been blaming for the last, what, 15, 20 years in this country on, you know, there's no jobs, it's those immigrants, uh, that won't be happening because our borders will be primarily and for the most part pretty closed at that point. Um, they'll not have that to, to face up to. So who they will blame, because it's never government's fault, uh, who will they blame at that point will be interesting. Uh, I get a feeling it'll be Scotland. We, we tend to get the blame for everything. And yeah, I, I like that's that's the that's the climate here. Is every story is pivoted? So like in America, when I read those stories, every everything is pivoted to pro-Trump and anti-Trump. Um, over here, everything is pivoted to pro-Brexit and uh, pro-Remain. Um, mm. And that's going to be, like I say, that's going to be the 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 future for a while here. And it's wholly fucking depressing. It puts me off actually taking an interest in things like politics, which I am interested in as well as things like the news cycle, which I, I used to really enjoy doing, and now I just disassociate myself from it. I very I think maybe once or twice in the week I'll actually read a news article, uh, because I just don't want to read. Just the con everything has to everything has to be pivoted in some narrow way back to that vote that we had here. Uh, it just doesn't seem sensible. I thought I saw something about they're doing test programs around the UK for uh, voter ID laws. Is oh, that... right. I was watching one of the, uh, was it Frankie Boyles? And yes. he was talking about about it. Yeah. I uh, really I think, hope I... that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, because it's stupid. Ultimately stupid. And it's one of these, like, you've... The interesting thing about the UK demographic as pertains to the Conservative government is that the people that are in the highest positions of the like well, the cabinet, for the most part, is 75% kind of centre-right politicians and 25% kind of right-wing politicians. And those right-wing politicians are only in place because the Conservative makeup of like all the MPs that are elected have... Their backbenches have a like a, a fairly large percent of like proper backwards fucking eyes too close together, narrow-minded, you know, inbred fucking right-wing opinions. Like that's that's what they are. But there's enough of them that if the government wants to get something passed, they need to have them on side. So you have to have twenty-five percent of them in the cabinet because they need to be represented or you know they'll rebel or some shit like that um so what happens is whenever there are times that it looks like and trump does this really 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 well actually one of the things he does excellent is he knows how to compose the story to either take attention off or get the base to be happy about something even if he's not going to do it, just the threat of doing something will, you know, pivot things that way. Mm -hmm. And what we have over here is a case where every now and again, it looks like those rebels are going to vote somewhere else. It's usually about Brexit. And what they do is they throw a headline out, a carrot, so to speak, of, well, this is how we'll get around all these immigrants, voter IDs and all the rest. And then the base is happy about that. Never happens. Never happens. Because uh, there's not enough of them, they'll be voted down 
in the in the House of Commons because there's enough people that are to the centre that it won't happen. But the government will float these ideas as a way to sustain the base that have those opinions long enough. And Trump does it on a lot of things. I mean, it's no, there is no fucking doubt in my mind that the reason, like, the Space Force was mentioned in the last <laughs> week was because he was polling pretty bad, pretty bad um, over the whole border thing. You throw that story out, it grabs loads of attention and loads of headlines, mostly because people are like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and the Space Force sounds terrible. But you put that out there, it pivots the story in a different angle for a couple of days and it gives you a bit of breathing room. So um, they do the same over here in the UK. They sucked his brains out. I can't imagine a military budget in America with six branches of the military. We are they no. already They already approved one... Next year's is over $700 billion. And all yeah, it's waiting for happen. is a Trump signature. It won't happen. It'd like, Well, maybe that'll happen, but the Space Force thing will never fucking happen. Because it, by the time it takes to move that into a position to actually start properly signing off on things and really building infrastructure and all the rest, there'll be a new president in. And you need and congressional approval to create a new branch of the military here. Yeah, even, even if... Um, the thing is, though, even if it's Republican or Democrat, they'll shoot that down. So, um, so yeah, I believe our colleague uh, Smoke is saying that he's. Um, no, he's here. You're here. here. Like I, yeah, I think uh, something fucked up. <laughs> so I right. had to well, get let off let the call. Let me ask a question. The, the question of the day is: Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you've had a few margaritas. You're in a bar. She comes across and says to you, "I have a hotel room over there. Do you do it?" Um. Like I'm, I'm not totally familiar with. I know, I know what she looks like. I've never, I've never. I don't even watch these press conferences or anything. But I mean, yeah, probably. There you go. <laughs> spoken, spoken like a true Scot. That, uh, that I don't know. I think we'll get your DNA tested, but I think you'll find there's a little Scot in you. And you're just like, I don't even know what she looks like, but. No, sure. I, I know what she looks like, but I, I'm just saying I, I've never seen a press conference or anything. I, like I don't even watch that shit. <laughs> well, they're short now. <laughs> Derm's <laughs> answer was kind of beaten about the bush, and that's not how you have sex, Derm. Gotta jeb that bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's jeb that bush. Oh, oh, what? Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, there's certain, there certain people on the planet you never want to imagine having sex, and it's everyone in the bush family. Um, just every well, single one of them, and any of the Trump oh, Barbara's <laughs> Babs took it. Oh wait, uh, uh, you said no one in the Bush family. Have you seen uh, W's daughters though? The Bush yeah. twins? I forgot about them. Just yeah, saying. I don't know. I've, the, I've never heard them speak, but if they speak anything like their dad, it's just a, it's like it's off the table. I just. Uh, it's so weird I'm that he has that accent that. and he's from Maine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that the the, the, sort of, the sort of person that you can't, you wouldn't be able to have fun with them because they'd be like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool <laughs> <laughs> me oh. twice, can't get fooled again. <laughs> he's like, come, on, come over here, sit down beside me. I'm the decider. <laughs> oh, I recently yeah. found that uh, he grew up. Well, it's been a couple of years living in Compton. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Like the 
whole the whole Bush family. If you've been listening to the last podcast, because I heard that as well, and I was like, "That's yeah, a I, fucking lie." And then I did a bit yeah, of research on it. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" I had to look it up, and I was like, "Yeah, the the Bush is straight, straight out of Compton." Compton. <laughs> Which one? The the one the the CIA dad or the W? Yeah, yeah I think, dad. Yeah, that's where yeah, they live. Yeah, but Compton, I think W was. Bad, w was a kid. Okay. Yeah, like Compton back then was considered a, a fairly affluent and nice neighborhood. So before everybody retreated to Orange County to set up their yeah. own weird conservative bubble inside California. Oh, see, man, I love that show. Also, make a, a shitty. Colin Hanks movie. Oh, what was the Colin Hanks movie? Was it called Orange County? I think it's yeah. With uh, I think Jack Black was in it. I don't know. It was. Terrible. Oh right, you've lost me. <laughs> I used to really like Jack Black. I can't do it now. Although I will watch the shit out of the Pick of, Pick of Destiny too. He was uh, he was like really funny for a year, yeah, but, I, but that was many years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of grates on me now a little bit. To be honest, whenever he's fucking chubby gels are on the screen, <laughs> that just kind of upsets me. <laughs> Sorry, Jack Black. Um, it does. I just like, oh fuck off. We are. Fuck are we ever gonna get to party time? Um, yeah, we had like a whole big political conversation while you were off pleasuring yourself to yeah. Huck yeah. I, I was. I was here. I was just just uh, listening. Start talking about uh, Brexit and stuff, and I'm like, I just, I nodded off a bit. Okay. <laughs> well, how about another bit smoke? <laughs> we'll take a little. This is a good place to cut it right here. We'll take a short break, and then we'll get back to the party time and wherever else our tangents take us. Right after this. Like just to like say hi. My name is. Um, you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Say that again. It's just introduce yourself. You're listening uh-huh. to Scott and William versus Scott Evil. And William versus Evil. William, Scott and William. Scott and William. William, like L I A M. Am I not saying that? William. 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 No, it's like just like no L I A M. Yeah. Liam. Sorry, I am jet lagged. Lights are not helping. Scott and Liam versus Evil. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's cool. I thought you were spelling out the end of William. That's <laughs> okay, I got it now. Okay, ready? Yes. Hello, this is Amanda Fuller, and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. We aren't listening yet, but you should be. We are Scott and Liam versus Evil out of Glasgow, Scotland. In each episode, we take you on a drunken trip through the best, the worst, and then between picks from horror cinema. Well, at least we try to. You can find us online at scottandliamversusevil.com. So join us as we bear our souls everywhere good podcasts are available. Or the pub. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this? No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. It's unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. 
Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. It's like grants from the government to make make those shitty movies. I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's there's that there's that thing where you have someone like him who makes movies that are universally awful, and then someone like David Cronenberg who used the same system to get his films funded, and then you look at the quality there, and you're like, yeah, that's what happens when money goes to good directors. Um, I think Kill List was that... was from the uh, U was it UK uh, Film yep. Council or something. Yep. Uh, so yeah, film can't. So the what I'm you against, guys pass uh, the I'm lottery. Against, yeah, I'm against public money for ventures like that, but there yeah, are good films that come out of it. Yeah, that money is generated from. It's not just all like. Well, in fact, I don't think it is tax money. I think it comes out of like like lotto money. So like people gamble on the lottery, and that money makes its way into different projects which benefit like like educational projects and and film projects and stuff like that. So it's not like coming straight from taxes, so to speak. It's coming from people that want to gamble. Gambling money. That's even less tax-like than all the similar programs that legal cannabis does here in the States. Mm. Most of the legal cannabis laws are set up like, um, forget how much, Colorado made something like $20 million the first year. And I think 20% of that goes into schools and substance abuse programs and stuff like that and they're just but you know not while jeff sessions has anything to say about it <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile in canada they're all about to get real fucking high all of them at once is that october uh, it's yeah it's october or november 7th i believe in the UK, um, weirdly enough, a conservative MP um, suggested that in the UK we'd already lost this war and it should just be made legal and everyone called him a fucking idiot and so it's still illegal over here. It's not something I do or something I'm even remotely interested in, but I don't think it should be illegal. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to you don't have to be like a partaker of it. To understand that if alcohol is legal, then marijuana yeah. should be legal as well. That just yeah, throwing someone just in a cage it. for uh, smoking weed. I, I'm I think most people are coming around to being against that. 
it's just nuts. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't get why anyone thinks it's a good idea. Yeah, this will show them. No, it won't. <laughs> all you're doing is it costs you more to one, put that person through trial and then incarcerate, basically house him, feed him, clothe him for the next however long than it would be just to say, you know, good evening, citizen, on your way, please. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. It's Duncan's two cents. That's right. American money. Woo! What would that be? Two bob? What's a bob? <laughs> I, I believe a bob uh, can only be converted if you have a time machine there. Oh. <laughs> is that like a hay penny? We used to have hay pennies. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. I think a shilling was five pence. Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. You and your damn metric money. Metric money. What's the, uh, <laughs> I've been to America. Your notes are fancier than ours. You guys love a note over there. Does she have a president on it? That's never cool, by the way. That's not a cool thing. I don't know who decided that was a great idea. To put we'll presidents put the, uh, politicians on our money. That's I don't know. Good. We've got Ben Franklin and now... Isn't Harriet Tubman on something? Well, the the Treasury Department under Obama said that they were going to replace uh, old hickory Andrew Jackson. He's the only president from South Carolina. What? <laughs> uh, they were going to replace him with Harriet Tubman, but the new Treasury Department said, I don't know, we're not necessarily going to keep to that. And that's where it's been. I'm a Newton Bitter. <laughs> I surely don't. That's right. I can speak some German smoke. Don't think your your fancy flashways of deflecting things with foreign languages will work here. I was I was just doing a Eddie Izzard riff. It was very good. I liked it. Do you know what you said? Uh one minute, please. You did say that. Well done. Do you know what I said when I said I'm surely dumb? I I don't know. I, I it means it. excuse me. It's the cutest way to say excuse me ever. You say I'm surely dumb. I took uh I took German for. I think four, well, I guess three or four years in high school. And most of what I learned in German was from just from listening. <laughs> well, yeah, or from listening to Ramstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. China, I, uh... Yeah. <sighs> Every, everyone, everyone knows a little bit more German because of Ramstein. einmal... <laughs> 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 you literally don't I think that song means bend over I think <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I think there might be something sexual about it after that so <laughs> that's where I stopped reading it and instead masturbated sound like Bernie Sanders oh, oh Sanders rant Sanders rant Sanders rant <laughs> I said before I'm a left leaning libertarian I think is what I said I don't know if that's right I'm definitely on the left side I'm definitely towards socialism but some of the stuff that Bernie Sanders comes out with does make no sense at all and would cost a fucking fortune like it would cost you guys it's like Jeremy Corbyn over here who's like like a kind of social he's the, he's the leader of the Labour Party which is a, a centre left maybe even kind of encroaching on the right party now since like 1992 that's where they've been leaning and jeremy corbyn's like stuck in the days he's an 80s fucking socialist guy and he's like that you know what we need to do we need to privatize all we need to unprivatize and put back under public control all the public transport all the railways need to come back under government control which in principle i'm with because private companies have pushed the price up for tickets 
to ridiculous like ridiculous nature, but and nothing runs on time, so it's not as if you know everything's working hunky dory and that's what you're paying for. It's like a lot of money there. In principle, I'm with them. In practice, I'm not because the cost of fucking re of reputting under or rehousing all the fucking train companies and all the train lines back under public control would cost so much money it would bankrupt the country. So every now and again, you have to cut your losses and say, this is not the ideal system, but we can live in it because it will not ruin everything. But Corbyn's all about that. Yeah, put it back under public control because we know better. Meanwhile, the NHS is running out of money. Yeah, well done, Jeremy. Tip the cap to you, you fucking moron. And the NHS is your health system, right? Yes, but it's slightly different in Scotland, like most things. (laughs) (laughs) In Scotland, the NHS is devolved under the Scottish Parliament, so it is better than the the UK one in a lot of respects in that. I'm not saying it's perfect, but a bit more money gets funded in that way than the UK government's doing with England and Wales. So things are not as bad up here. They're not perfect either, but they're not as bad. Uh, and there's there's big talks just now about how to privatise certain sections of the NHS in England and Wales, and that conversation is not happening in Scotland. So I'm not saying it never will, but it's not happening just now. Yeah. Smoke's been to the UK. I'm sure he had a couple of STDs treated in the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> no? Let me pop over to the chemist. <laughs> That's what we call them, the chemist. Well, like, he's a fucking pharmacy term. That's like, I, I needed to... Uh... I needed to get some contact lens solution, like and uh, like, uh, yeah, let's pop over to the chemist. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, is this like someone in a basement with with like bubbling vials and whatnot? No, that's it's the apothecary. Not, it's, it's not. It's not that far off. When you go into a chemist, there is a front desk where someone will sell you like over the counter pharmaceuticals, but behind that, there is a whole like like tiny little lab thing where people make your prescriptions to order. So they are actual chemists. You have to study to be one. I believe they call them pharmacists in the in the US, but it's the same thing over here. It's just a chemist. But if you're a UK citizen, smoke. Uh, when I go to, or if you're a UK citizen, sorry, if you're a Scottish citizen, when you take that prescription into um, your chemist, you don't pay for your prescription in Scotland. So um, I pay for no pharmaceuticals at all. Ah, uh, yeah. Unless, unless it's do. <laughs> if it's pres- if it's prescribed by a doctor, I don't pay for it. If I buy just like paracetamol or ibuprofen or something, then I, I pay for it. But the cost is like I, I once read something that painkillers like this person had to buy painkillers in the states and it was costing them like it's like a hundred dollars for a packet of painkillers. I'm just like that sounds ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And the in the UK was like two pounds. So, something's wrong there. <laughs> I'm just saying that the system's broken. Well, uh, the fact that there is a system, I think, is the problem. <laughs> oh, smoke, hard take, hard take. Listen here, Master Smoke. Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see uh, people be able to buy and sell things without third-party interference or regulation. I don't know if you've heard of eBay smoke, but um, <laughs> that's <laughs> only joking. Only joking. <laughs> I've heard of Mexico. That's where I buy a lot of things. <laughs> you seem Hola! to go to uh, you go to a lot. You deal with a lot of countries with socialized medicine for a person that hates socialized medicine. Well, he doesn't hate socialized. The elements that that I'm speaking of, like uh, all right, so I need contacts. Yeah. In the U.S. in the U.S. Uh, you have to go every year to get an eye exam, which is just a pain in the ass, and then they charge you on top of that for fitting fees, which is basically just. You put the contact in and you tell them it fits. 
and and then they charge you for that. They charge you this. It's a big hassle. And then uh, in many other countries, yeah, like but in in many other countries like the UK, you can just you can buy contacts without without all of this hassle. It's yes, it's more of a free market actually. And (laughs) even I think in Germany, they're just. They're just, you know, like on a grocery store shelf or some places they have contact lens vending machines. But here they're regulated through the FDA, so it's just a pain in the ass and expensive hassle just to get them. I don't pay for an eye exam in my country. It's free. <laughs> I don't either. I just I just buy the contacts that I know I already need because my my exam hasn't my prescription hasn't changed in years. That is not an accurate way to do things. Your eyes degrade year on year, Smoke. I'm speaking as someone who once worked six months in an optician's uh, many, many moons ago. Like, your eyes, you should get your eyes tested every, not every year. Whoever told you that was lying. Your eyes need to be tested every two years. Uh, and no, if you in, have a in the U.S., for def- contacts, in contacts, you have to have a prescription. It only lasts for a year. Uh, I think with, with eyeglasses, it's two years. Ah, uh, it's not the same over here. Anyway. Yeah, well, you know what I love is that you oh. slapped Return of the Living Dead on this podcast as a title, and people are listening to us talking about eye they're gonna be. They're going to be... <laughs> You're all fools, listeners. <laughs> all fools. Send more contact lenses. <laughs> people just, like, cheering to listen to us. It's just me cackling in the background. Going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a way to tie it in. I eye exams does anybody know what the eye chart in the office says beyond bert is a slave driver does it say and a cheap motherfucker or what Uh, is it it's something like that and then it's like he's going bald haha or something i i actually i'm going to disagree with that i think what actually says is duncan is hung like a moose (laughs) okay and they make it so small to counterbalance how hung you are I guess. I guess. <laughs> and only people with the small, best eyesight small takes big dick is what I'm <laughs> so, so how, did, how did this come about this uh this guy russo was with romero on on not a living dead originally and then i guess the after the copyright thing went through they just kind of split up and made their own movies later on that's the way you do it yeah so, i mean july 3rd the tar man zombie creatures are about ready to declare independence at the you need a medical supply <laughs> uh. <laughs> i'm literally like there's a, a company called uh, was it creepy co um, who are based in <laughs> i want to say chicago and they've just launched a whole series of tar man merch just now so i've just bought myself a tar man silk shirt and a pair of tar man um Socks, and I blame Dern for me doing that. <laughs> I watched this movie, and I, I watched this movie again. I was like, "That why did I not own?" And then, literally, as if the internet knew they were like that new line, Tarman stuff, and I was like, "That the internet did know." Tarman is such an amazing looking looking character. Then uh, last night, I, I was I can't couldn't remember if he was in part two or if he had made another appearance. And then I looked up, and then part two, he's terrible. Or yeah, yeah. Tarman is in it. Yeah. He gets uh, he gets dispatched by a little kid that tricks him and pushes him into a lake. <laughs> like my but, knowledge of the 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 living dead, like the in terms of the the, the universe of the like, the Return of the Living Dead movies is so short in that I have seen the first one and none of the others. Never done, like never seen any. Like we, we can feed out rage. Three. No, we can feed out rage here, but Smoke has never seen Hackers, so yeah. that evens it out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've, I've only ever seen the original. I've never seen any of the sequels at all. You, you've never seen part three? 
there's nope. a sharp decline in quality. It can. There's four, sad. isn't there? I think there's four, isn't there's there? There's four uh, or I think five. <laughs> I think. I think there's like five. five. I've seen the first five. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like uh, part three, you should watch though. Like, Mindy I Clark is in three. that, and sh- oh, watch it <laughs> because she is like Blu-ray. She's um, like the ultimate. She's like the ultimate super hot goth chick in that movie. Now, right, you've just sold me over by saying hot goth chick. Are we talking kind of Farusa Balk from The Craft? Sorry. I've never found Farusa Balk to be very attractive. <laughs> I will slap you. Get off you my just, fucking like, show. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. Where's the literally mute button, 10 minutes it. ago, Literally 10 minutes ago, you said well, a couple of margaritas in you, you'd be banging Huck Sands in a fucking hotel room, and then you're telling me Farusa Balk wouldn't get it. Well, I'm not saying... She wouldn't get it. I'm just saying I wouldn't find her attractive. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about her, like specifically the craft. I don't know if it's because when I saw the craft, I was listening to a lot of Marlon Manson, like a lot. Um, but yeah, she would have rode her like sea biscuit. <laughs> I, I got my first spike collar after watching the craft. <laughs> did you do the chant? Were you like, like yeah. you did like the movie you did? Did you practice? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we breaking news here? Did you practice witchcraft there? Well, close. I was raised <laughs> yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's even more evidence that you did then. Yeah, very very similar. There's a lot of incantations and chants and things that confuse yeah. people and, you know, pretend yeah. cannibalism. Less bum sex, though. Less bum yeah. sex between priests and altar boys. Yeah. Luckily, my priest hated kids. He asked people not to bring kids to church. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of priest you want, I guess. <laughs> then he went to jail for stealing money. <laughs> that was his thing. <laughs> they all I'm have not, vices. I won't touch kids. I won't touch kids, but I'll... Yeah. Ooh, I'll, a gold I'll watch. A little Rolex, you see. Um, the, the Lord wants me to have a Rolex and a Ferrari. Who wants me to be visited by exhibit to pimp my raid? <laughs> There's a lot of ways to fuck the kids. Yeah, like, oh, nice, Darren. They're roasting on point. Hot takes. <laughs> Sizzle. Like a fajita. 2,000 years later. I've seen Friday the 13th Part 6, maybe uh, at least 20. That's like my favorite Friday the 13th movie. And then I've seen this movie maybe... 20 or more times and it never occurred to me that that's tommy doyle yeah they just take the they literally just two p over most of the, it's the same director is it not same dan o'bannon oh what? no it's not dan o'bannon sorry so who was involved there's there's a there is a connection out with actors between those oh, two uh, miguel nunez is in the shitty friday 13th uh with Roy. Part five. It's uh, part five yeah. where they jump over. Sorry, that's wrong. Ooh, baby, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Best toilet death in cinematic yeah. history. Those damn enchiladas. <laughs> Ooh, those damn enchiladas. <laughs> and I love he, Miguel yeah. Nunez, but that, uh, I fucking hate part five. What? Fuck you, Smoke. Get yourself. Listen. It's a, it's a goddamn old... ambulance driver. It's not even Jason. We... <laughs> Hashtag Roy's my boy, so you can suck it. <laughs> do you hate part one because it's a mom i don't i don't really like part yeah, one do you like do you like I jason th- goes to hell because it's hot i i don't really like that i like i think i like about every other jason movie i actually <laughs> like movies isn't it it's every it's every even one and not every odd yeah <laughs> <laughs> which means that you like jason takes manhattan that's all i'm saying dude no. that's all I'm saying. what the fuck do i like i like Two, three, four, uh-huh. six, seven, X. I love X. 
<laughs> X to the Z, and it's all in the family. Well, you like all the nipple twisting that happens in that movie, don't you? Nipples just fall off in that movie. Freddy vs. Jason is like it's all right. No, you, I, I hate you, you like Freddy vs. Jason more than you like Friday the 13th Part 5. Absolutely. Would you shut the fuck up? You don't that's like Ethel, even? Kelly Rowland's kind of fun. She also calls someone a faggot off script. You don't like Part 5. Oh, that is one that a lot of people pick to pick on, but... Part five, out with the reveal that it's not Jason Voorhees. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> out with the fact re- reveal that it's not Jason Voorhees. It is pretty much the epitome of what a Friday the 13th movie is. It's teenagers having wild sex, being picked off by a mass killer. I don't understand how you can't like that. Ethel's fucking brilliant. She calls me, you shot you, dildo. <laughs> Toilet death. With, Ooh, baby. You know, like, he has a van which has the most takeout food in the history of man. Like, offers <laughs> saladas, spring rolls, fucking pizza. He's got all that stuff in there. There's the weird creepy dude who, like, picks up the, the, the waitress who has an amazing rack. Oh, he's talking yeah. About Axel. How, Wasn't he one of the paramedics or hospital yes. workers? Like, yeah, he talks about how, what's it, like, the weather forecast is oh. snoo. My news. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 80s man uh, how can you not love that it's li- literally your issue with that movie is it's Roy is that what your problem is it's not that's, Jason that's the main issue I just do you not like Friday the 13th so do you not like Halloween 3 then oh I love Halloween I like Halloween 3 is my favourite Halloween movie well it doesn't have Michael Halloween Myers. the series movie yeah I, I hate Michael Myers would you shut your trap you know you ain't so pretty yourself you know <laughs> <laughs> I think he's okay. Uncle Myers is like one of the the worst boring characters of all time. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I think out of all the the big slasher icons, Michael Myers is my least favorite because uh, he doesn't have any charm at all or really do anything of like massive note. And the way they bring him back in part four is fucking ridiculous. Only outdone by the way they bring him back in part five, where he's been sleeping for a year. <laughs> is that the Paul Rudd? The Paul Rudd one? Uh, Paul Rudd is part. Wasn't Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd in... part six? Yeah, I think so. It's a bad one as well. It's a cult of thorn, which makes no sense. Where they basically talk about like a thirteen-year-old is being getting shagged by his brother. Uh, or his cousin, sorry, his cousin for like a couple of years, and you're not supposed to be creeped out by that. Yeah, that's not cool. Like, I think I'm I'm probably gonna pass on this new Halloween too, because the the last Halloween I watched, I got mindless scenes of Sherry Moon Zombie on a horse. Well, this... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Well, thankfully Rob Zombie's not attached to this one. I know, I know but it's just it's just tarnished all of that. Well, the, the, I, the, I watch Tom Atkins, but I don't I don't care about Michael Myers. What what they've done with the new one, which in some respects is good, but in some respects has kind of hacked me off. And we're totally off topic. I love how we're off topic so quick. Uh, we'll <laughs> We've talked about Return of the Living Dead for like 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. That's 30 seconds. That's 30 seconds of gold content for Dern. But um, <laughs> like what they've done with the new movie is they're basically setting it right after the... Well, they're not setting it right after, but in the universe of the new movie, everything except part one exists. It doesn't exist, sorry. So this is a direct sequel to... LL Cool J is... LL Cool J is not canon. Is not canon. No, he's he's not. not. (laughs) Buster Rhymes did not invent Dangertainment. 
Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not a real thing either. Uh, so yeah, which kind of annoys me because I have a soft spot for part two. I really, like, I love the all the hospital stuff in part two, but they're they're not doing that. And as as such, Jamie Lee Curtis isn't actually Michael Myers' sister. Um, so all that stuff has been removed from canon in order to make this this new one here. I'm, I, I'm, I don't think it looks amazing. The trailer dropped the same week as the Suspiria remake trailer, which legitimately gave me wood. Uh, I'm not even joking about that. I was watching it going, I want to touch myself so bad right now because it looked fucking amazing. But the Halloween movie didn't look offensive. It just looked okay. And that's maybe where I come in with it. I'll go and check it out. I like the, the team behind it. So it's, uh, what's that? What's his name? Somebody green. And... Um, uh, what's his face uh, from Danny McBride and Danny Powers yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny uh, Powers David Gordon Green I think it's David Gordon Green's the other guy I think and that they, sounds right they've been they're, they've been a long time writing and collaborating partnership uh, the most recent thing they did was Vice Principals which is a TV show which if you've never seen before you need to because it's one of the funniest things that's ever been put to TV uh, and Walton Goggins is amazing in it but yeah that's the team that's that's kind of divvied over into it and i'm not against it i know a lot of people like oh comedians writing a horror movie and i'm like get out motherfuckers get out full fucking stop (laughs) underline exclamation mark get out (laughs) so fucking jordan peele can do it you know i mean let's get more comedians over because it's just difficult to write a comedy movie that actually works as as a fucking horror movie that works so Yeah. yeah So, in answer to your question, which wasn't a question, it was a statement, Smoke, but I've interpreted it as a question to put a question mark at the end, because that's what I do. Um, I will watch it, but I'm with you. I think out of the big four um, Halloween franchise is my least favourite. I would actually put Texas Chainsaw above it, and I don't like most of those movies. But the <laughs> ones that I do like, I do like a whole hell of a lot more than the ones in general overall in the Halloween ones. So I think Texas Chase of Massacre is a masterpiece. I think part two is goofy fun. I think part three is okay. I think part four is actually hilarious. Um, and then I, I switch off for that series. Don't like the remake and all that stuff. Although, is it Jessica Is it Jessica Beale or mm. Jessica Alba? Uh, Beale. Oh, Jessica Beale's ass. And <laughs> uh, that, that remake, by the way. Hello. Oh, I... Uh, I actually love that remake. I, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Fucking hate it. Make any sense? Make any sense? Why? Yeah, Arlie Ermy. Everyone's complaining about how hot it is. Smoke is fucking Texas. It's in summer. Everyone's talking about how sweltering it is. You go into the basement and everything's wet. <laughs> It makes no fucking sense. Everything's dripping and wet, and there's a the floor's flooded. That no, no, sorry, that doesn't work. I'm watching it going that stupid. no the first movie didn't have that either and they kind of overcompensate the first movie has very little blood and the remake's like blood is everywhere (laughs) (laughs) look at the blood I think the water is a little bit of oh nice silence of the lambs thank you thank you (laughs) I think the water was possibly from the cutout uh, storyline that Leatherface is part salamander I think I think, that, <laughs> I think they were going for that, and they just thought it was a little too weird. It's like, see when libertarians have sex, are they only just concerned about their own orgasm? <laughs> uh, me personally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race. Well, that's done. <laughs> Go pick yourself up by your bootstraps. 
The difference being that I'm a kind of socialist libertarian. I just care about myself, and if I don't get off, I hope the state gets off for me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's funny political jokes here right just now. We're cu- we're crushing it. See, the political listeners listening to the show just now, Darren, are slapping their knee and laughing. <laughs> and the people that only want to hear about movies don't listen to the show anyway. <laughs> this is true. Well, not when we're on. See, as soon as you advertise this as a smoking Duncan show, it, like listenership will drop. <laughs> <laughs> People like that, they never talk about the fucking movie, and Dern puts it two parts in which they never talk about the fucking movie. Uh, they still pop up in the uh, best of the show uh, randomly. Yep. It's been alternating mostly with our episodes uh, between Starship Troopers and Best of Enemies. Those Why are people listening to those shows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, probably more recently, uh, the show's Instagram got followed by a podcast. And sorry if you are actually listening, but there is a Gore Vidal podcast. And, I saw Yeah. You recently made a Gore Vidal uh, reference when you were talking about celebrating the death of all your enemies. Yeah. Uh, what, what I was talking on uh, the Duncan and Bo stuff that we do that just generally scots as a as a populace as a nation um thrive on two things and um (laughs) one of those things is like just generally being hated or hating (laughs) everyone and the second one is being paid attention to um so if you can get if you can get a combination of the two you're practically scottish and uh, the, the ultimate life goal should be to live longer than all your enemies so you can piss on their graves, which what, which is what Gore Vidal did to William F. Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> Buckley, Buckley died first, so get, get, you know, Vidal went there and took a massive waz right on his grave, <laughs> which is kind of fucking awesome. Like, that's what you want. That's what you want. You want to live longer than your enemies so you can piss on their graves and then die happy. Some people say that's a narcissistic look on life, and I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make it wrong. Dying. Speaking of dying, have you guys ever fantasized about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? And wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? I try not to think about dying too much. Hmm. For me, the worst way would be for a bunch of old men to get around me and start fighting and eating me alive. I see. First, they would tear off my clothes. Let's get some light over here. Rash is taking off her clothes again. Oh, and the striptease of foreshadowing? I love Miguel Nunez there. He's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think about it. Like, like oh, this, this bitch is crazy, but she's getting naked. She's known the, for the it because they say of, again. The striptease of foreshadowing sounds like a card that you would pick like, during like World of Warcraft. I play the striptease <laughs> of foreshadowing. Seven points. You have to roll a seven on the dice. Oh, a double up. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the return of the Walking Dead. Let's give the people what they want. All right, you've made it this far. I think we have what about ten minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, like, I think I think we can stretch this out for. I think we can. I think we could comfortably roll half an hour on this motherfucker. That's enough time. Everyone loves it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, people don't. Re- well, as far as I know, people don't really listen to the show for the movies, <laughs> which is good because I'm a shite uh, movie reviewer. So nice, but adding I can... that hard <laughs> e on the shit there. 
Shite. Uh, so much a better sounding word. It's because it's Scottish. There's one thing that Sean Connery has taught the world is how to swear really well. I'll take the penis mightier. One hour go home and fuck the prom queen. That was your thing. This has been had a bit of a midday horror show vibe in our, <laughs> in our bouncing of conversation. The midday horror show would not have been as successful as the midnight horror show, but it disappears. Like every time we're on this show, we talk about how it's coming back. It's never coming back. We we did an episode. Remember when we recorded that episode? We're like, Danny, I'll put it out next week. Never happened. With days... You know why it didn't happen? <laughs> that feed doesn't exist anymore. Doctor Doc cancelled the payments. It doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. Yeah, so that's why you get no new episodes. I don't know if we can access the old ones. Actually, I think the old ones are gone as well. Well, maybe somebody's got got some backups. I have plenty of backups. Backup everything. And I listen to them sometimes while touching myself. <laughs> Especially smoke. Like when smoke starts talking about nineties music, I'm like, oh, smoke just say De La Soul, just say it. He oh. says a lot. <laughs> some people would say he's talked too much on this episode already but right, Return of the Living Dead directed by Dan O'Bannon starring so many people uh, what's his... <laughs> so many people god damn it what's his name who plays Ernie Don Calfa uh-huh. I always think of him from Weekend at Bernie's first, even though I like this movie way more. Yeah, it's one of those. I think the, the weird thing about Return of the Living Dead is I do that with a lot of the cast. If someone says Linnea Quigley, I don't instantly think Return of the Living Dead at all, which is weird because she is fine up in this bitch. Um, but the same with uh, Miguel Nunez. Like I never think when someone mentions like Miguel Nunez, I'm never sitting there going Spider. All right, I think Demon. I always think even yeah. if you're smoking, you disagree with What about Joanna, man? <laughs> what is it with only half of punks in this movie come back as zombies? You know, uh, like yeah, suicide <laughs> suicide didn't come back. Scuzz yeah, the didn't guy, come back. The guy that was bit by the, the half woman zombie, he just lays there. I, I, I was like, when's he getting up? That's That one's Scuzz, right? Because suicide's uh, the so. probably straight edge guy. At least I'm assuming he's straight edge because he has X's everywhere. He's maybe a he, fan of exhibit. He's, he's the guy yeah. he's like really sensitive about everything. I have some fucking respect. <laughs> could, could, could be a fan he's of the Generation X. Could he, be. He got Linnea. He got Linnea Quigley uh, grabbing his dick. He's like, show some respect for the dead. <laughs> well, that that that's was not, another thing. That's not the reaction <laughs> that I would have had. Well, that was probably There's another thing D. I used. As show evidence. some respect for the D. Kind of hot. I think we've all been there. All of us have secretly wanted to be ripped up. Apart by old men, bloody-fingered <laughs> old men. Yep, the she was kind of spot on fingered. with the uh, foreshadowing. We're talking about the cast and stuff a lot, but even Clue Gulliger, who's been in fucking everything, to me, when I think of 1985, Clue Gulliger, I don't think Return of the Living Dead for some reason. I instantly think of him being attacked by that budgie in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. <laughs> fucking love that scene where a budgie attacks him and then like. Scratching his face and then fucking bursts into flames as if it's a tiny napalm bomb. Fucking amazing. Oh man, and if you haven't, if dear listener, if you haven't heard that movie being covered over on the podcast under the stairs, get on it. It's one of my favorite things. It blew Bazzy's mind. It actually blew Bazzy's like to the point where he like never heard someone talk so like ridiculously happy about a movie, which most people ah. fucking love part two i think part two is a great movie and i think people just r- rag on it because it may be slightly homosexual and i've got no problem with that at all oh, Elm Street? <laughs> like, that's not that's not slightly that's overtly 
Yeah, but I think people think about that now. I think if you use the same magnifying glass to examine movies like Top Gun, I think mm. that's just what happened. I'm cool with that once again. I'm not a big fan of Top Gun, but I don't mind that at all. It was a different time period, and I actually wish more movies did that nowadays. Just kind of was like, you know, wave your freak flag. I think that's what I think that's kind of what makes Part Two kind of awesome. Uh, yeah. It's so blatantly obvious that. It's about two heterosexual friends who are clearly in love. Playing with the boys. Yeah, I mean, how much more <laughs> fucking telegraph... Like, the only thing that's missing from that scene is neon signs. So much body oil in that movie. But, I'd like, part it's, two, it's Friday, like uh, it's fucking amazing. And people are like, oh, it broke the rules. It didn't break any rules at all. Freddy Krueger tried to win one way in the first movie. It didn't work, so he changed his MO in the second movie. That makes sense. So if you try to rob a bank, Smoke, I'm not saying that you're the most likely to rob a bank on this show, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm just going to put my cards on the table. If you try to rob a bank, and the first time you tried to do it, you thought, you know, the way I'm going to do it is by cutting the power to the bank, and that way I know that I can get in, not be picked up by the cameras. And you find out that by cutting the power to the bank, it trips off some sort of safety that locks the safe. The next time you go to rob that bank, let's say you get out on good behaviour, you go to rob that bank again, you don't fucking cut the power again. You try a different method because the first method didn't work. All I'm saying about that movie. I have a lot of time for part two. I agree they didn't really break the rules because Craven never wanted there to be a sequel anyway. Of course not. Craven doesn't want a sequel to any of his movies. He did scream. But music of my heart. <laughs> 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 and you know the the guys that played jesse and grady i saw them at a horror con a few years back and they are still really tight and they are still sort of homoerotic with each other of course they are the, the guy that plays um oh what was he, he was in uh he was in weird science as well wasn't he yeah, yeah he, but, he was uh, the other bully right with uh yeah and he's and apparently because with robert downey jr and apparently he's still super tight with Robert Downey Jr. That must be a cool motherfucker. Yeah, well, I think just like, I think when you're like a teenager and you're acting in movies, you just, like one of the greatest things I've found, and this is totally off topic, which means that we shouldn't have it on the show because we're so on topic, as <laughs> uh, I found in, I found in the last week that Macaulay Culkin has a podcast. Does and it? I've been, binge, oh yeah, I've been binge, binge listening to it. It's called The Bunny Ears. And it's fucking amazing, but it's like Macaulay Culkin just talking about everything other than the, like, he doesn't talk about Home Alone or anything like that, but it's all other shit, but I'm listening to it and I'm going, like, some of the friendships he mentions that he has are things that he picked up when he was younger in movies. Like, you just keep in touch with certain people. Uh, I think his new movies with, he's got a movie coming out this year, which is the directorial debut of Seth Green. And he met him through a previous project and all of that. It's like, we can speak every day now. Uh, and I think actors just do that. If you're in that field, you just make friends with people and continue on. And that's where I want to think that, once again, like in the back to the movie we're talking about, when you look at kind of post-Return of the Living Dead, those actors tend to appear in similar projects uh, with that, whether it is a, like a, you know, Friday part six or part five. Um they, they kind of took me over. And I, I want to say it's because they've been cast together in the same movie, maybe have the same agent, or maybe it's when they're being cast for a role, they're looking for someone else to say, oh, I've just done a movie with so-and-so and he's a friend of mine and they get them in to do it. And that's the one thing about watching Return of the Living Dead, above all else, and you can go into all the scenes and all the rest, but the thing that stands out for me is it's just a really fucking fun movie where 
everyone in the cast just looks like they're having a ball and we don't get much of that anymore in that genre in particular where everyone just looks like they're having so much fun and enjoying the fact that they're making this goofy punk rock zombie horror movie yeah. um when you have like the frank and freddy scenes i i could just watch these two jackasses just yeah. goof <laughs> off around the around the place for for hours except for yeah, frank's retching a- his retching yeah. gets a little old <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he goes out like a like a champ. I don't know if I could lock myself in a crematorium. Um, I'd I'd read that uh he was supposed to just be become a zombie and have to go out with in the rain with all the other zombies or whatever. And he didn't he didn't want to go out in the rain to film scenes. <laughs> so he so he pitched that and Bannon went with it, which is a much better idea. The incinerator. I don't know, but yeah, this movie is so fun, and from the little snippets and commentaries and stuff that I checked out, everybody was having a blast. And yeah, you can tell it really feeds through, and I think it's not even just in the 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 script itself, but the delivery. Everyone's just like everyone is their role in this one. The the the, the kind of punk crew that we end up following um, as like our main protagonists uh, are all. The delivery of the lines feels all super authentic, and it's just difficult. It's very—I don't think I've ever met anyone that dislikes *Return of the Living Dead*. You know, what I mean, it's just a, a movie that's universally loved by horror fans because it's a movie that doesn't really offend. It doesn't really commit any cardinal sins. You could argue it plays it safe in a lot of respects, and I would agree with that to, to an extent. I think it—you know—it's not. It's not trying to really push the ball out, but for when it comes out and what it's trying to do, you need to have a set of balls to like knowingly wink and nod towards Romero, who was a huge power player by this point in the 80s. He'd come off and doing Dawn of the Dead, which was this like landmark um, zombie movie, and by this point had done Creep Show as well. So he basically flexed his muscles to the point where he's like, look how awesome I am. I'm buddies with Stephen King. Uh, and we're doing shit now and you're going to do a movie which knowingly nods not only to like Night of the Living Dead which are references during the movie but even the end of this movie here is it's almost it's almost a perfect replica of the end of the crazies you know you get to a certain point where the government will just wipe you out and you know only 4,000 dead <laughs> exactly it's just you know a manageable cost to the, the, the government regime so anti-government this movie it's so anti- this is like Smoke's favourite movie um, but you know I mean it, it, it follows that rule as well so I like I like to think they're nodding that more than just like Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or what yeah. not this movie it really did it's I guess it's not a living dead is somewhat canon to this movie or the events but this movie is completely di- like not a living dead and Dawn of the Dead are more serious movies yeah well this one this one goes an opposite direction of just, just fun and a lot of comedy yeah totally I think I think it works as well in terms of when you have a, when you're putting a movie like this out at the time period this is this is coming out as well and you're trying to link up all these different I mean, Dan O'Bannon was no spring chicken when, when you know, he started directing this movie and all, all the rest. It feels weirdly pertinent to the... There's a lot There's a lot of 80s kind of social awareness in this movie, cultural references and all the rest. It's a very... It's a young-feeling movie. It's old now, obviously, but at the time, it, it felt like this almost rebellious movie 
against a lot of what was coming out around it. And I, once I, I think that works really, really, really well. I, I don't think there's many movies from that time period where I'm like that. You know, there's a there's this kind of rebel streak about this movie which works really, really well. They're not a lot of them are, you know, very heavily studio run exercises in cynicism, um, and consumerism and. Return of the Living Dead kind of bucks that a little bit by its approach and the way it's written. So, so when you're watching it, you kind of feel you feel like you're watching something which is overtly funny anyway, but something that's kind of edgy. You know, it's out there on the edge doing shit, and there's there's a bit of social commentary here, but it's done in a kind of edgy, fun, and quirky way where they're not taking themselves too seriously, but there is a there is a message there as well. Yeah, I think a lot could be said uh, to pair this up double feature maybe with something like Repo Man. Yes, love Repo Man. I'm I'm a shell for the Criterion version of this uh, of Repo Man. Uh, I I do amazing. not. I, I I want the Criterion version, the version I've got in the because that's a, a US only region one, which I've got a multi region player, so I could play it. But I have the in the UK. It was put out by Eureka, uh, who are this little company that I I want to say they they borrow from Criterion. A lot of their titles have been like kind of previous Criterion collection ones as well. But I really want to get that Criterion. Add it to the collection. It's got like Watch a seventy it. page punk zine insert all about the movie. Oh, it's, nice. It's wonderful. So and a movie like that deserves it. And I, oh. I, I like that about it as well. I think a movie like that deserves it. I think Return of the Living Dead as well, out with, is one of the one of those movies that comes out. The eighties were really good for this, and it's very difficult nowadays because what we do is we tend to stereotype the roles of performers and not necessarily the people that perform in them. So like, oh yeah, token jock, token you know blonde bimbo, you know token stoner and all the rest. But in movies like Return of the Living Dead, you know what those characters' names are. Like, if I say something like Cabin in the Woods, can you name all the, the characters? Can you name their names? No, no. You know what roles they play, but you can't remember their names. Return of the Living Dead, you know all the cast. You know all their names. In fact, if you're me, you sometimes refer to, like, those actors. When you're watching something like, once again, Friday the 13th Part 5, which Smoke doesn't do, but when you see... <laughs> like Vic chopping up wood, you're like, oh, they're Suicide One X. So it's almost like they become typecast with that name and yeah. not like, oh, they're sh- like, it's, it's Demon, but it's also Spider. Spider's got a truck here. Yeah. When she- oh, Spider's running to the toilet. Oh, those damn enchiladas. But, you know, <laughs> like that, you, those, it's one of those movies where the, the actual players in the movie, not only do you know their names, but their names from that movie almost become the the stereotype of whatever performance they're going to do, you transition those names over the top of them, as opposed to saying, you know, particular characters or particular actors, you remember the names. And they're, they're a lot more flesh. At least uh, easily, more easily for me, uh, all the punks, especially I could name you two or three people. I know that are like those people. Yeah. Yeah. You did that really well. It's still weird that you don't like part five. Uh, Have you heard the song (laughs) called, uh, Uh, do you know the musician? Well, you probably know him as Taco from the League, but John Lejoie, he I, I know Taco from the League. Okay, he also plays music. He's got some weird rap stuff, uh, some rap songs called "Show Me Your Genitals" and shit like that. Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's my theme song. But he also has a song. It's all about Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and it's an acoustic song. And it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'll probably po- post the. The video in our group chat because it's pretty cool anyway I, part, okay smoke part five huh well we're gonna make you watch hackers <laughs> all right I, I, 
is probably better than Friday Thirteenth Part Five. Uh, well, as you will get no argument from me there, hackers is amazing. <laughs> they, they they do a joke in hackers where um, after they've hacked a particular console, they put a like a message up on the screen against the person that has been hacked, and the joke is "sit on my interface," <laughs> which I think is really annoying. <laughs> the hackers are kind of like the libertarians in the movie. If you think they it, are, it's about getting free phone calls and free information and no government anywhere. I'm dealing with I, that. I don't think liberty. I'm not. I'm not a full-on libertarian. I don't think libertarians think things should be free. I just think that they don't think that there should be is government you, involvement. Is it should right? be freely traded? There you mutual go. transactions. Everything's I, I, regulated. I, I, it just depends on what kind of regulations you get. So the no regulations is not really a real thing. Unless you abolish all government, which I know that's what you want. So I backed myself into a corner right there. <laughs> but part five, I can't. <laughs> but if you didn't have government, then you wouldn't have these canisters full of trioxin that fall, that get delivered to, uh, to the wrong areas that apparently uh, this government guy can't find for 20 years. Yeah, well, that's, that's the bureaucracy for you. And, and Bert's <laughs> but, just like, fuck it, it's mine now. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> But it's like uh, this guy, his, his sole job is just to find this canister, these canisters, and he's got arm, arm around the clock security, and he's apparently he's bit, this has been like a two decades long thing. But they said it was sent to the wrong place. Couldn't they just easily track that in like an hour and find, and find these canisters? You, you would think, but remember the old joke about military intelligence being an, an oxymoron. Yeah, <laughs> it's, got, it's very it's tongue in cheek that way in a way that I kind of love. Another, uh, I guess, a, another slap at the government with this movie is the very end. We have a contingency plan. <laughs> yeah, the uh, is it like a nuclear <laughs> nuclear missile or some shit? Yeah. They're like a claymation 4, 000, nuclear missile. Yeah, <laughs> like four thousand dead. It went well. And how are how are they going to spin this? <laughs> like, you just took out uh, where is this at in Kentucky or Louisville. something like a. You just killed uh, 4,000 American civilians with a missile. Uh, Two words for you, Smoke. Two words for you here. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah, you just say Russia did it. It's the 80s. Yeah, it's easier to blame Russia. Russia did it. You don't say we Russia can invade did Syria it. now. You don't say Russia did it because Russia's your ally here. You say that the Democrats did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just say Hillary. Hillary Clinton the Bible, said so. <laughs> the Bible said so. The Bible said so. I'm so but thanks Obama. I love smokes like I, I always go back to this. I love smokes idea like just government disappears like overnight. Like it's like it's the, the pure libertarian dream. Do not, my friends, become addicted to water. It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. Like <laughs> it just disappears, and then. Like smoke becomes the Lord Humongous from Mad Max Two. It's like, yeah. give me your pump, the oil, the gasoline, and the whole compound, and I will spare you your lives. Just walk away, and we will give you safe passage in the, the wastelands. Just the, walk in, away, and in reality, for the horror. In reality, fuel <laughs> could be easily just traded with with people, so there would be no actual violence over it. No idea why when I do my Lord Humongous accent it becomes Bennett from Commando. I'm not gonna <laughs> show you between the eyes. I'm gonna show you between the balls. Don't know why it does that every single time. 
Again, you have made me unleash my dogs of war. Also, kind of sounds like Kino from the Mortal Kombat movie. Drop the fucking the, the soundtrack to Return of the Living Dead. Speaking, because uh, I was gonna oh. say I kind of like the soundtrack to Mortal Kombat more than the movie. Um, yep. Or however you mm-hmm. want to put it, but yeah, I mean the soundtrack for Return of the Living Dead is so good. Or at least did, for me. Did you guys? Did you guys see the lyrics for Party Time, the original okay. song? No smoke. Why? Uh, it, was, it was something like uh, she was five years old. Burned, raped, and murdered. It's like, what the fuck? Are you sure that's, that's not part of the uh, national anthem over here? Are you, are, you yeah. sure that's well, not, no. are you sure that's not like the, the, the misheard lyrics from Last Caress? <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's very very similar. But, Maybe uh, came from a similar similar point? Like, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of 80s punk lyrics which are, I think, deliberately designed to offend with very little thought behind them. Um but the most know. understandable part is that party time. It's like, yeah, oh, this is an upbeat song. Yeah, but whenever I, when, legitimately, whenever I know I'm going like to have like a few drinks, or if I'm going out with friends to have a few drinks, one of my like you, you've got certain people have certain you know get ready songs where you're starting to you get your clothes on and a little, little scoosh of the, the the aftershave. The I just, the home. I just uh, start blasting like, Toad the Wet Sprocket and I'm good to go. <laughs> is that what well, you I, call I, it? I have a com- I have a combination <laughs> of either there's, there's like certain get ready songs. One is you know like it was party time, Return of Living, Dead soundtrack. The other one is King of Rock and Roll by Prefab Sprout because it's maybe the best pop song ever written. Uh, and then when I really, really, really want to just like get in the zone, you know what I mean? Like actually get in the zone, get to a point where I'm like everything is fucking amazing as always. Limp Biscuit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know why they want to hate me, because hate is all the world has always seen lately. I'm getting as I get older, the more I start loving '90s pop music. <laughs> That's oh, gonna be yeah, called classical music before too long. <laughs> Along with that, the Ramstein album Saint what has like Du Hast and all that on it, is also 20 years old. Jesus yeah. Christ. You don't feel old yet, Smoke? Old. That's, that's why we changed it from the Midnight Horror Show. We couldn't stay up that late. Now it's, now it's it was the midday. Just... The early bird midnight horror. The early bird horror show. The early bird horror show. Uh, yeah, there's, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to... There's a lot to mine out of the 90s still. Yeah, it had some horrible trends, but... And on the day... And it's probably worth mentioning, on the day that we're recording this... Uh, the news broke this morning that uh, Dimebag Daryl, you know, who, you know, who played guitar for Pantera, phenomenal guitarist, um, had maybe behind him one of the greatest drummers of all time, and his brother oh, Vinnie Paul, who yeah. has passed away, passed away this morning or maybe last night, and like come out today. So, but you know, Vinnie Paul has. Yeah, yeah Vinnie, Vinnie Paul, Paul passed died. away. At first, I thought you were going to say Dimebag Daryl had passed away. I was like, yeah, no, I, I, that's like, still true. It's, it's, it's weird. The thing is, the thing about like Vinnie Paul is, I think just Vinnie Paul is one of these drummers that's instantly overlooked, and I don't understand why. And almost to grab people's attention, you have to say, "Oh, you know, brother of Dimebag Daryl," and everyone's like, "Oh, right, you know this." But uh, yeah, Vinnie Paul passed away today, and the nineties maybe one of the most influential decades purely on modern metal music, and that's because of Pantera. So. 
Uh, I don't care. Anyone comes at me with fucking Iron Maiden or Black Sabbath, you can fuck off. <laughs> yes, they were influential, but on modern heavy metal music, there is only one band that is influential. It's not fucking Slayer and it's not Metallica. On modern music, it's Pantera. Uh, the most influential band and a lot of that is Vinnie Paul I think Vinnie Paul's drumming is fucking amazing it's like one of maybe the best groove drummer of all time groove metal drummer anyway of all time um, and that to me is like when you talk about 90s anyone wants to slag off anything from the 90s to do with new metal you tell them that <laughs> you know we had like we had all pretty much all of Pantera's albums of the 90s uh, and the Good Machine Head albums before uh, that Supercharger one which was like 2001. <laughs> yeah. Pantera was one of the main, I, I didn't take my first drum lesson until I'd been playing drums for about two or three years. Um, <laughs> I started Smoking like a true drummer there. <laughs> a true drummer right there. Like I, I was a bass player in a band for two years and I, I never, I still don't know how to play bass to this day. <laughs> You're the Sid Vicious of your band. Yeah, basically. Just take off your shirt, cut yourself, and turn around. I'm yeah, meticulously. Just... I studied five years playing keyboard before I I, I, I then did vocals and synths in a band. Like five <laughs> years meticulously sculpting myself to university level playing uh, before I even joined the band. <laughs> and when I joined the band, I joined as a singer, and then had to wear them down to get to get keyboards in. Guitar looked really cool, but what a fucking death metal band. Yeah, no one's doing it. Like they were like, hey, uh, you should you wanna you wanna be in the band? You should get a bass. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> then I was in the band. <laughs> yeah. And and we actually we played in a lot of places and it's ridiculous. I actually had an album put out. <laughs> I still album? don't know how to play bass. <laughs> well I mean it's Same not like that. You're not going to find it at, like, Sam Goody or some shit. That's what I mean. But you, I, I would suspect that you have a copy of that album and you can rip it and send it to me. Uh, I can find it. I think it was on Spotify. You have an album while. on Spotify? <laughs> yeah. That's... that's fucking amazing. Oh, this is the greatest day ever. We we never, we never really, like, saw a penny for it. I don't, well, I doubt it even made a penny. But it's just, it's just funny that that was a thing. Though. Hell yeah, that's something. I think I'm on five or six different recordings. I don't think any of them are on Spotify. Very, like, like dark horse smoke strikes again. <laughs> well, <laughs> while we were we, busy we enjoying Friday not... the 13th part five and hackers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can, I can assure you, we did not deserve to be on Spotify. <laughs> and the fact that it's out there though, like whoever yeah, the label was or whoever has distribution rights to that has decided that they are cutting a deal with Spotify to put it out there. I doubt any money is going to change hands over this. I doubt this. <laughs> that's why I you think, go on uh, tour. Nobody makes money off album sales. You yeah, t-shirts. You sell your merch. Oh, we didn't. We didn't make money on tour either. Uh, we broke even <laughs> on most of our tours. We made enough to get yeah. to the next city. That's that's basically what we did. One time we had enough money to pay rent when we got back for like two months. That was nice. That's a good tour. I don't think we ever came out nearly that well. <laughs> there you go. The more you like dropping like stories like that at the end of a recording is just you just blow my mind, smoke. That takes a lot. Well, I, I thought I told you guys I was. I, I was knew there. you were in a band. I didn't know your band had recorded something that is on Spotify. Yeah, well, that that's sounds, breaking news. That sounds like a bigger deal than I think it actually is. But no, dude, like I was in a band, Smoke, and my band opened for loads of signed bands and we toured and all the rest, and that was fun and all that. Yeah, nothing that I ever recorded made its way out of you have to physically come to my table at the end of a gig and buy a CD. 
Like, none of that stuff is like available digitally. That just didn't happen. And you're like that. Yeah, we weren't very good. Spotify, <laughs> motherfucker. Spotify, motherfucker. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, this has been the best recording ever. It's like made my year, honestly. And I said earlier on, made my year. This has made my year. You overtook the previous things that I've forgotten about, clearly, because it didn't make that much of an impact because it's not on Spotify. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's bring this in because, as always, I'm going to be the party pooper who has to, to rein in the time. So what we're saying here is we all love Return of the Living Dead. Is that are we going to are we going to break and buck against popular <laughs> trends here by saying Return of the Living Dead, good film? That might shock some people, but I think it has to be said. I think it's about time someone stood up for this movie. Yep, it's been Black maligned people. for too long. <laughs> uh, what would you what would you stack it against Romero's films? Oh, I mean it's it's a completely different kind of movie, but. But I think it'd be similar to compare. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think controversial as it... Well, not controversial at all. Um, I think if you widen out the, the dead scope, so you're doing, what is it, the dead... I can't even work out what tology a seven would be. Is that how many? Set, set-tology? I'm trying to remember how many. There is seven, isn't there? Seven dead movies. I believe so, yeah. Night, Dawn, Day, Survival, Diary, and... I don't know, maybe there's not, actually. Land. There's survival, Diary, Land, and I, I want to say there was another one. Maybe there is only six. Maybe there's six. There, right, there's three good ones. If we're going this way, if we're going this way, right, I don't necessarily think, even though I do love it and all the rest, I think it doesn't best the, the first trilogy for me, or Romero movies, for completely different reasons than I think Return would probably be above Survival, Diary, and Land. Yeah. Uh, I think that's unquestionable. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know if it would make, I don't know if it bests any of Romero's original three dead movies because to me, my favourite, and this will be controversial on this show, my favourite is Day. I think Day's fucking, like, maybe one of the most underrated. Um, Who doesn't love Romero. Bub? Yeah, but I think, yeah, I, I just think it's just a fucking great movie though. And so I go Day, Dawn, Day, uh, Night. Day, dawn, so night. Day, dawn, night. And then Return would be right after that. And I have more fun watching Return of the Living Dead than I do Night of the Living Dead. But I think Night of the Living Dead, just through sheer fucking importance, uh, just bests it. Um, anyone disagree with me? Anyone like, no, it's better than any of those ones? I, I think it's better than Day, personally. Ooh, but I, I... Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I like Day of the Dead, but I think Dawn of the yeah. Dead is just the perfect zombie movie. And then, I, yeah, like you said, Not a Living Dead has kind of started all of this. And then yeah. uh, Return of the Living Dead is so fun. It's, <laughs> so, would... it, it's, it's like a ball every time you watch it. It's like the, the most, it's maybe the most fun you'll have watching a movie outside of PCs, which is the most fun movie ever made. And we'll have <laughs> Return of the Living Dead could have had some bastard screaming. Uh, <laughs> what about yourself, Dern? Um, are you where? Where do you land in between what me and Smoke are saying? Day, dawn, night would be my order. Uh, Ooh, I, there we go. I thought and, we and return, like you said. Uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead. There would not be this movie without Night of the Living Dead. There wouldn't mm-hmm. be a lot of these movies without Night of the Living Dead. So that just it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that shitty AMC show. 
Like, there would have been a time that I would have argued with you, like, two, three years ago about this one, where I was still kind of half defending the show, but I'm 100% oh, right. with I bailed, like, almost two years ago from that show, and I have no intentions of going back. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm like you. I, I enjoyed it for a bit, and then it's it's just it's uh, unwatchable now. Yeah. They're going to go back in time I, next season. Well, the more <laughs> I hear people talk about it, the more I'm just like that. Yeah, that's, like, that, like, underlines the reasons that I never want to go back and watch that show. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not necessarily their fault. They're doing kind of what their audience wants, really. But that audience has grown so big that the audience that started with it have, you know, very much not got the show that they originally signed up to, to watch. It's doing the um, American thing of being way too many seasons longer than it should be, I think. Yeah, or... Yeah. Way too many episodes a season also. Because they, <laughs> yes. they just drag these things out. Like in the comics, I like the comics because they it keeps moving. Even though it's kind of formulaic, it's uh, this this bad guy is done on to the next bad guy. A lot of people yeah. checked out. And when that got thrown out as, we'll see, this is why Ash versus Evil Dead was canceled. It was because it aired the same time as walking dead i'm like no that's that's not it. no ash, ash versus evil dead is uh, has finished probably logically in the right place that show shouldn't be any more than three seasons long because you're just at that point you're just running the gag into the ground and i think evil evil dead fans just can't even complain because what were the odds that there would be an ash versus evil dead tv show to last that long to begin with yeah yeah, uh, what, what are the odds that you would have an additional what? It's like 15 hours worth of Evil Dead content out there after fucking, after like, like even removing the remake from, from the, you know, the, the equation here. What was the chances that even after Army of Darkness, you would get an additional 15 hours of content? Yeah. Was, no was chance. Was like 92 or something? Yeah. yeah, that was 92. No fucking chance. Absolutely no chance. So anyone that wants to moan about that can fuck off. And anyone that wants to moan <laughs> that Bruce Campbell doesn't want to play Ash anymore can also fuck off. Yeah. Enjoy your the retirement, like 60. sir. <laughs> well, the dude's like 60 and he wants to do other things. He's done his time doing the Evil Dead movies. He wants to sail off into the sunset. Let the man go and let him take his chin with him. Yep. It's going to smoke pot <laughs> and grow lilac. I think that's basically what he's doing right now. Or lavender. Like, oh. Maybe lavender. Something he can grow at his ranch in Oregon. Oregon. But yeah, Return of the Living Dead. I thought this would be a good little summer break for us all. We've been, especially over here on the Psycho Semantic Cast, been really bogged down by endless bullshit. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> But it's summertime. This is a lot more fun to talk about than I, I was thinking about. Maybe it was like, well, let's do some shitty American Patriot movie. Like, the oh, pa the Patriot or something like that. I was <laughs> yeah, like, the oh, American then... Braveheart. Is yeah, that what you the thought? You'd get me on to talk about American Braveheart. I'm not doing that. <laughs> or, you know, Escape from New York. But then we would just be in like, nobody would want to go rescue the president. Especially. No. <laughs> I've not I've not been wanting to rescue a president for decades now. <laughs> Well, what's the last one you? So you guys rescued? are finally on my bandwagon. <laughs> Smoke. What was the last president you would have rescued if they'd been stuck in a post-apocalyptic New York? Uh, I don't. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, he had he had issues. <laughs> That's that that is putting it mildly, yes. Yeah, but at least he didn't, kinda, you know, make dentures out of beings. his slaves' teeth like Washington did. Yeah, I'd I'd read about that. I was like. 
he's just taking their teeth what the fuck yeah that's something i checked like three or four sources before i told anybody about it it was like that sounds like it happened but it also sounds like a super fake story just like i thought melania's jacket we'll call back to earlier uh i thought that was photoshopped too when i first saw it look photoshopped i thought this is like this is the fakest of all fake oh no that's real uh, i didn't realize that trump was going to tweet saying that is her her way of rallying against the fake news which is just the fucking worst excuse <laughs> like just, oh, oh, all you do is put a giant banner that you're wearing a top out you're wearing a top to go to some place which is high profile and needs compassion and sympathy wearing a top that says i don't care yeah. like that's you know <laughs> that uh, there's something wrong there's something wrong somewhere um i don't know yeah I, I i don't know i still don't think you're at crisis level yet even with all the shit that's happened where we have not even broached the fact that he said that uh, Kim Jong Un was a, a a leader that deeply loved his people. Oh God! <laughs> fucking <laughs> insane! Absolutely fucking insane! Or the fact that um, in a meeting at the G seven, he threw two starbursts at Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, and said, "Don't say I don't give you anything." I heard no, about I, that yesterday. I, I can't I hate on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, threw threw two two two. Like Starburst and said, don't say I like from his pocket, two loose Starbursts from his pocket. So, you know, there's like pocket fluff and all that in there. Uh, just threw them across the table and said, don't say I don't give you anything. And she's like, okay, okay, tariffs. Oh. <laughs> she's like, fuck you. Yeah. Ger- Germany was here before, Germany will be af- be here much, much after uh, you, Mr. Trump. So, yeah, so th- there you go. So, like, with all this shit that comes up. I, I I still don't think you're in the worst position yet. That's not to say that the next time we record in September, I won't be like that. Well, I was wrong. He fucked it. <laughs> but I, I still think you, you're weathering the storm well. Uh, and if anything, the, 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 the kind of media coverage and uh, the fact that Trump, whilst sneakily not rolling back that full executive order, has at least acknowledged that he he's in a position now that he can't really argue for that stance again being very much on record and having signed something that says that he's fixing the problem. Um, it goes to show what the power of public opinion, perception and protest can actually do in this day and age. So you still you still have weapons at your disposal. You just need to use them right. And stop focusing on was there impropriety with Russia and instead just focus on the fact that the man is a complete shyster who is laundering money from the mob. See if you do that, you've got more chance of impeaching them than you do talking about whether or not he's friends with Vladimir Putin. I think he did more damage, well, theoretical damage, because I think a lot of the American governmental system is based on the idea that people will go along. Yeah. There there isn't there aren't as many safeguards when somebody's like, fuck it, no. I think he possibly probably did more damage because of his ego trying to stop the investigation then he probably even did in any sort of collaboration with any sort of russian plan or whatever well, of course. Yeah. but he's like no nope, yeah. i can't i can't deal with it. i have to shut this investigation down so i'm but, gonna but just... nixon, nixon did the same thing nixon did the same thing nixon shone a giant spotlight on something that had he just been a bit quieter on he probably could have weathered the storm um and as soon as you start saying the investigation by by the the tools and mechanisms that we use for law enforcement in this country are out to get me and me 
using my abuse of power wants to shut this down and stop it happening. I don't want them looking into me because it's a witch hunt. We have found the witch, might we burn her? Burn She is a witch. As soon as you start doing that, people are like that, what's he hiding? That's just a natural instinct. You know what I mean? Well, if we, Smoke we says to me... That, we found that he might have kind of a point with they're out to get him with these recent text revelations. With, what's his name? Sturzok? Stroke? Well, those agents <laughs> weren't in charge of the uh, investigation. Yeah, plus he was, two, he was the lead two on agents. Hillary and, and the Trump... Well, and Until, Mueller uh, was Mueller, Mueller took for him off. the last three presidents, and he was appointed yeah. by a Republican. Yes, and, and he's a registered Republican. Yeah, he's, he's he is an actual registered Republican, and you know was appointed by a Republican and worked for a lot of Republicans who all said he was a stand-up guy. And Trump's like, like, no, I don't trust him. I don't want him. I want him fired because yeah, a, a lot a those Democrat? Republicans, those Republicans that you're talking about, Bush, the Bushes, and etc. Uh, they hate Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to say in 2018 that I hate Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, I think. I think it's a, a more difficult sell to say that. You know, even for all the horrible things he did, that you know the Bushies were less Republican. <laughs> the Bushies were the epitome of kind of Republicanism. Uh, well, he, I, and, and he's he's in some weird position where he's arguing that you know. The, the Bushies are all, you know, out to get him and all the rest, and yet most of his cabinet picks thus far are former fucking like Michael Bolton. Uh, it's not Michael. Bolton. Michael Bolton. That would that I would be John better. John Bolton, Mister Mustache. Bolton, yeah, like John Bolton, who Time basically fucking tenderness. Like, like John John Bolton, who basically orchestrated. He was one of the masterminds, him and Dick Cheney behind all the fucking shit that happened in the war that's never going to end ever. Um, yeah, fucking brass neck to sit there criticizing like all these people, like criticizing Jeb Bush on the campaign and all the rest about the war and how he never voted for it and all the rest by appointing people that weren't directly fucking responsible for it. Is is that what is that yeah. level of hypocrisy that I just can't stand about yeah. the guy? Bolton, I'd much Bolton rather sessions are just horrendous. Yeah, Hor- to, to me, to these are people that shouldn't just, be near any kind of. They shouldn't be leading a school board. They should not have power. They should not be able to enact anything. Here's my issue with Donald Trump. On the most part, a lot of what he said on his campaign are not things that I greatly disagree with. Now, I, I want to preface that by saying none of the racist shit, none of the Mexicans are rapists nonsense. But when he's like that, we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be in this war overseas. In fact, if anything, we shouldn't really be doing all this stuff which is getting us involved in all these wars that are never going to end and all the rest. We should be taking care of our people at home. I don't necessarily disagree with that stance. If anything, I think, well, yeah, you have a fucking massive opioid crisis. You have a lot of people living below the poverty line. You have, like, unemployment on a level which shouldn't happen in a country which is as domestically prosperous as America and all those things. So if you're saying that you're going to cut the the fucking military budget, which is insane in your country, and invest that money back into things which help people, one, get jobs, help industry infrastructure, and people get off opioids, then yeah, I think that's fucking great. I applaud you, sir. Go ahead and do that. But he's not done that. He's done uh, none I think of that Pentagon spending is going to reach... All-time highs. Space well, Force. Hashtag Space Force. Smoke. <laughs> yes. Fucking Space Force. We need to be dominant in space. His words. Sixth branch. Sixth fucking branch. Which is going to cost so much money. 
There you go. If that is not frivolous spending on fucking nonsense, yeah, I that's a massive. That's gonna be a massive boondoggle. What about like Scott this? Pruitt's military tactical protection clothes and twelve thousand dollar pens? <laughs> Private <laughs> it's just, planes. It's fucking insane. And his his government, his government, his his appointments are just willfully spending money public money you want to talk about abuse of public money on levels which are unheard of like like no no other administration has had people just willfully in post just fucking like paying for honeymoons and thirty thousand dollar desks for their office and and all the rest you know what i mean the secretary of education wanting 24 hour security detail it's yeah yeah to find goddamn canisters with trioxin in them yeah, it's just an insane position to be in. So, I, like I say, I don't think in 2018 it's a bad thing to say I hate Trump. I don't think it is at all. I, I think and, and by saying that, you're not negating everything else that everyone else has done before as being bad or good, but you're living in the moment and I and acknowledging that the dude's a fucking moron, but not only is he a moron, but he controls mechanisms and levers which affect everyone in your country. Like, just affect everyone. Him, him having a Twitter spat with Angela Merkel about something <laughs> has real-world ramifications. It's not just that, well, he's being goofy on Twitter. Reality TV that, doesn't it, work in government. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I think, I think that's a, a lesson that's going to be... They, there ain't going to be no Dwayne Johnson president. And there ain't going to be no Oprah Wil- Winfrey president. That's not going to happen. And he's the reason, and to be honest with you, if that's what comes out of the whole experiment that you're going through right now, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, so... Um, and with that, I shall hold my peace. Hopefully, Newton's third law stays into effect. <laughs> Hashtag flat Earth. I, I would, I would reiterate that this is a good time to say I hate Trump. It's not a very dangerous thing because he hates us all. Anyway, Trump hates us back. And uh, thanks, guys. Duncan, do you do you want to? This will be out uh, July third or fourth. You have anything? I that don't you even. Wanna... I don't even know what will have been done on podcasts under the stairs, so I'll leave you with some parting wise words and wisdom from uh, um, an enlightened sage of of 90s pop, which says that dreams can come true. Look at me, baby. I'm with you. You know you've got to have hope, and you know you've got to be strong. Well said. She wore a, she wore a bedazzled eye patch before bedazzling was a thing. Fucking great chat, guys. We were freewheeling. Just like the freedom we got here in America. America. Uh, Until next time, thank you very much. And don't forget to duck and cover. Ah, my favorite brain suits. Cream Oh, damn.
down so 